Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. I got bronchitis. Bye. Welcome to the home of stupid. That's right. You're now listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Well, what lessons could we teach them from the radio station? Well, I mean, I don't know. Hi, children. This is radio. Please never do this. Ask your parents to save for college so you can get a real job. The end. I don't know. That seems like a short book. (laughs) Pretty good book. (laughs) I like that book. Featuring Panama Ted, imported from Panama. Thank you, Ted. You suck. The Anna Ray on traffic. Five minute delay. And a bunch of internet sounds that make no sense. To reach around the guy. <laughs> you gotta squat and be ready. Falls <laughs> on his chest. Strap in and strap it on. This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Monday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Oh, we have a big program today. It's the segment that's not a segment. Yikes! No. (laughs) I do miss that, but that's not right. Yikes! Yes, is coming up at 534. I have many people telling me that they miss the uh, little collective soul drop that we would play every day, multiple times a day. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's up to you. Bring it back whenever you want. It's not up to me. It's too... Remotely, during the rundown, it's too hard to play it. It wasn't a choice. I don't hate the soundbite. It's too hard to play. Because Ted's, you know, working on trying to keep the radio station afloat. Let's just see how it goes real quick. Um, Story, story, story. That's the end of that. Teddy, hit the thing. Hey. Look how easy that is. Hey, man, anytime you want to take control, (laughs) by all means, anytime, I'll sign up for T-Bone and Common Man. I'll sign up for it right now. We'll change change all the imaging. I don't want to take away from what the people have become used to for so many years. I'll sign up for it. Hey, man, there's only one of us, a TV star. Only one of us. So, you know, you were on TV last night. That's fine with me. You were the first one. You were carving those ways out long before i yeah. came along i'm How'd just that a, work out I, so well it worked mm-hmm. out so well all i am is just you know i'm like lewis and clark exploring after the fact going oh look at all this that's already here <laughs> wow <laughs> someone exactly. else has come through here and already done a lot okay i see what's happening yeah you're you're my you're my guide through there buddy Dom to barry can call me anytime he wants he will. I'm not saying I'm, I'm sure going to take. I'm not, I'm not gonna take the call. But he can call me anytime he <laughs> Why wants. Why not? Why don't you go on? I'll wall take to wall? it. I will take it and talk to him. I'm not going on. I'm. D- I don't. I'm done with TV. I'm done. You don't like doing TV? I don't like TV. TV doesn't like me. I'm a radio yeah. guy. That's the way it's going to be. I don't. I don't know if TV likes me, Mike. But the check's good. And by <laughs> check, I mean I get paid exactly the same as I do here. I get nothing. I don't get anything extra for doing that. I just. It's. It's. I'm part of my job. We pay I guess. you nothing. No, no, I get paid very well to do this. Right. I'm saying I don't get anything extra for going on over there. I just do whatever they tell me to. So. I thought you were like Tim Hall all of a sudden, where it's like, hey, man, I don't care if I get paid. I don't even, I don't even yeah, know if I it. get paid. Yeah, well, you know, not all of us are as lucky as Tim. You know, that's to just right. have that lifestyle. So we gotta, some of us have to work for a living. Uh, we have Yikes at 534. Did I say that already? Yes, I did. 
Uh, we do have to dedicate the program today. I just saw that uh, Screech Powers, a.k.a. Dustin Diamond from Saved by the Bell, passed away. Yeah, that's sad. I uh, I didn't realize, I guess if I knew it, I'd forgotten it, that he apparently was dealing with cancer. So I think it was a quick thing. I think it was just a couple weeks ago that they diagnosed him and... Well, he didn't make it too long. So R.I.P. Screech Powers, he was only 44 years old. So in tribute to Screech, allow me to do this for you. Zoinks? I think we should change the name of Yikes today to Zoinks. Because that's what Screech would say. Zoinks? Yeah, so we'll say Zoinks instead of Yikes. And the show today is also produced by Kevin the Robot. (laughs) Good reference. Well, Screech had the his his partner in crime was Kevin, his robot that he made. Yes, that's right. You know, I see my references come more from the TGIF line than uh, from the Saved by the Bell line. Though well, I remember we are, Saved we are by of the a Bell. different different generation. Yeah. Well, I found out my wife like a few weeks ago. We were having this conversation, and I said something about like Steve Urkel, blah blah blah, and just moved on. And she's like, "Oh yeah, what was that show he was on?" And I said. Did you divorce what? her instantly? Because yeah, I, I know like, how much what? you love Family like, Matters. What show? He was on Family Matters. She goes, "Oh yeah, we never really. I didn't really watch a lot of that, like F, like TGIF, any of that stuff, growing up." And I was, I was just like, my jaw was on the floor. I'm like, "Hey, hang on." So, like, you have no idea who Laura Winslow is. She's like, mm, "Should I?" I'm like, "Stefan or Kel?" She had no bearing a reference for that. And then I'm just going down the list of like. Are you aware of like Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Summers having a show? And she's like, I think roughly, I thought that was Family Matters. And I'm like, oh God, I can't. We're just not going to. I didn't. I, what was she doing on Friday night? I don't know. Apparently, she had this very exciting lifestyle that she was living when she was a, literally the same age as me. I mean, we're a month apart in age. So it's not like she was like, I married someone way older than me and she just didn't, wasn't watching. Like, she was at home with her family the same time I was. I don't know. Maybe they were listening to music or something. I have no idea that they well, were not she watching does TV. Enjoy the En Vogue. That I know. <laughs> she, and Maybe that it was enough. all En Vogue all the time. It was, it's half En Vogue. Half Aerosmith. That was those were her two main <laughs> bands. I actually watched two hours worth of Breaking the Band Aerosmith last night. Oh, did you? It was on yeah. the Reels channel. Yeah, very nice. I well, was watching good. that, and I was reminded because it's been a while since I've seen it of Joe Perry's weird mustache that he has. Oh yeah, I forgot. Because well, he's about got nothing. It's like the reverse Hitler, actually, where he's got nothing, <laughs> nothing in, the, in middle, the middle, and then just two little <laughs> mustachio parts coming off the edges. <laughs> It's like he went to the costume store and was like, give me the full mustache. They're like, I'm sorry. All we have are eyebrows. He's like, good enough. And he just left the store and like peeled them on there. That happens to you when you play guitar like that. Like I, I was watching, you know, when, when Bon Jovi was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Richie Sh- Sambora was there. You know, Richie Sambora is in his 60s. And he showed up, he was wearing, he was, looked ridiculous. He was wearing like leather pants and 18 scarves and a huge like Dr. Seuss hat. He looked ridiculous. If your parents in their 60s showed up looking like that, you would take them straight to the nursing home. The difference is Richie Sambora got on stage and took out that guitar and he was going all over the place with that guitar. That is the great equalizer. Joe Perry can show up with a reverse Hitler mustache and nobody questions it. Because he takes out that guitar and equalizes the whole thing. I've just realized that my eyebrows are basically a reverse Hitler mustache on my face. They're exactly. just widely set apart. But you're right. I've never thought of that. Also, I would add to that discussion 
that I, I you are right that that guys who play in bands can dress in crazy ways and get away with it because of the musical genius, especially guitarists. But the other side of that is, what would we rather them do? Because let's say they showed up like middle management with you know like Brooks Brothers on. That would be way more disturbing if they showed up with like a polo tucked in to like a pair of slacks and You're right, loafers. That would be disturbing. That, if you showed up to a like, I'm saying like bands that we knew from a long time ago. It's like they're in their 60s or 70s. They show up with like a half zip. Yeah, pullover. you go to a motor. You go to a Motorhead concert. And they, they just <laughs> stepped out of a Joseph A. Bank catalog. There's no way. You would be like, what kind of drugs have they added to everyone's cocktail? Like, this is not... That would be the trippiest thing I think you could see. You would go there and think you'd walked into some kind of prank, or you would be disturbed. You would be waiting for... And then they just go about their show, play the normal show, and then leave. People would be talking about that show for decades. They would say this one time they showed up, and they... I, I don't even know how to describe it. They looked like part of a... Uh, like a J.C. Penny catalog. I don't even know what's happening here. This was so bizarre. And then that's that's all you'd have to think about for the rest of your life is why did that band show up looking like normal people? There's only two professions, I think, that do that, though. That for some reason they do that and they feel like they can get away with it. The musician, where it's like leather pants and scarves and ridiculous outfits. And for some reason, chefs. Like, mm. chefs are like, they think they're rock stars, too. It's like, yeah, I season this really well. Look at my stupid outfit. But the guy who opens up your heart, he doesn't walk in like that. No, but I think we could certainly allow that, right? If if after oh, the procedure is over. you open up my heart? Absolutely. Spike yeah. the football. I don't care. <laughs> after the procedure is over, clearly you got to be all you know, sterilized and ready to go exactly. for the surgery. Exactly. But, then, but after you get all ungloved and, and unscrubbed, <laughs> that would you be a show thing, man. <laughs> so it's professional doctor for the right. consult, right? This yeah. entire thing, professional doctor, buttoned up. Then you have the operation. You wake up in the recovery room. Your doctor looks at you and says, are you ready to rock? <laughs> and it's Axel Rose doctor. Your doctor walks in and is like, uh, yeah, so the procedure went fine. Everything's going to be good. We're going to keep You're him in observation. Doctor, why are you only wearing uh, Chuck Taylors and a sock? And it's like, well, I'm a, I don't know if you know this, I'm a heart surgeon, so I'm a big fan of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and this is what they wear on stage. This is what I wear when I'm done. Uh, this is, you know, my rock star moment. It's like, well, that they have guitars and stuff. They kind of hold over that. I don't know. That's weird, but uh, yeah, that's what you could do, I guess. Uh, dedicate the program to Dustin Diamond. Let's get to it, Bone. Stop getting me off track. To start the show, please. You, yeah, Jesus. I mean, it is I'm your sorry. show, so. <laughs> Girl. Jackets lose to nothing. the Blackhawks. <laughs> Jackets lose to the Blackhawks last night. Elvis had a third period he would rather forget. Going out there trying to play the puck, and the puck played him. No bueno. Back at home for the Stars tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a few ways you could look at that. One would be, hey, if not for that a bit of errant goalkeeping, right, where you, you're leaving the net two different times and getting burned because he just had a terrible night playing the puck that way, maybe you could say, well, other than that, they were right there and could have and should have won that game. Maybe they yes. find the second goal. I guess the problem, though, becomes, and I know this is a problem that we hope will be short-lived because we've got a guy coming in who can – Light a team up when it comes to scoring. You're scoring one goal against a team that's not supposed to be very good. 
That's that's the other part of this that I think by the third period of that game, you shouldn't have one goal on the board. So I think this is a problem that the Jackets have had. It would be nice if Patrick Laine is the difference maker. And when he comes out there, suddenly all these other guys that have been struggling to get the puck in the net, suddenly they're all, their game wakes up too. Maybe that'll be the case. Because have they made that official for tomorrow, defenses. by the way? Is Laine playing tomorrow? I haven't seen anything official. I know that's what everybody's, you know, fingers crossed on, but I haven't seen an well, official announcement. So. I did see something official. What'd you see? I did see that tomorrow is the debut, if you like such things, as the retro reverse or reverse retro uniform. Oh, so okay. Jackets will be debuting that tomorrow night and hopefully nice. Patrick Lining. I'm curious to see what it looks like actually out there on the ice. I don't, I don't feel like it's a terrible look when I first saw it. I thought, I, I don't know if I would buy it, but that's fine. I get what they're doing. They're trying to give you something different as far as a fan option to buy. But on the ice, how will it look? That's going to be the bigger thing. So I'm curious to see that. Buckeyes with a nice victory yesterday. We'll talk about it coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heath Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for right now. You're going to find some slow traffic on 71 northbound between Greenlawn Avenue and I-70. Plan on some backups over there. And I-70 downtown split eastbound between the 71-315 west split and the 71 east split. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. And from every dime a dog night in the Midwest, here's Man and Bone. I have a very special announcement. Tonight at 11, 10 TV's Dom Tiberi sits down for a one-on-one with Urban Meyer. They'll talk about moving to Jacksonville, coaching at the next level, what he'll miss about college football, how he's leaving some roots in central Ohio, and the usage of spicy honey as a pizza topping. Dom Tiberi and Urban (laughs) Meyer tonight at 11 on 10 TV News. Yeah. Yeah, Dom is uh, not a fan of the spicy honey. Can you believe on pizzas. it? They no. put spicy honey on top of a pizza. I had to try to convince him on Twitter the other day and he was he was saying no, if you try my pizza you won't ever go back to spicy honey and I said, "Look, I'm I'm not saying that it's appropriate for every pizza, but don't dismiss it unless you've tried it." That's all I'm saying to Dom. I agree. I told him I would I would bring him one that has it on there, and he could tell me if it's bad or not, if he thinks it's bad. Because, I mean, I know what I think. I love it. I think I would gladly eat a pizza with it on there. I'd gladly eat a pizza without it. You know, and I'm sure the pizzas he makes, he makes a lot of homemade stuff. I'm sure, it's very good. But uh, you put a little spicy honey on it, could be even better. Or maybe not. I don't know. But I would be willing to try any of and all options there. All I'm saying is we have to get out of this arrogance that is... You know, the the authenticness of pizza. Authenticness? Yeah, authenticity yeah, probably the better word. Authenticity of pizza. Because everything that we eat, for the most part, is just a total abomination to pizza. The original version of it. And that's fine, right? Yeah. I mean, right. pepperoni is an American invention, not an Italian invention. But we put that on a pizza and we think it's authentic. It's not. No, I, I will say this. I mean... I am not a big fan of getting pineapple and ham on a pizza, but if that's how you enjoy pizza... It has its place. Right. I'm saying I could have a piece of it and not be like, oh my God, this is terrible, but I'm not someone who's going to like seek it out. But if that's your favorite way to eat pizza... Who cares? Like, go get it. Yeah. Like, why do we have this? I mean, I know we have these internet arguments because 
we need to find something to do. We've been bored for the last 11 months, but... Yeah, because we, I, we never had these arguments before <laughs> pandemic. You're right. I'm we just all, saying... We all just kept to each other's business. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you like it, go get it. If you don't, then don't. That's that's a pretty simple solution for me. The segment that's not a segment, Yikes, is coming up at 534. Zoinks! Uh, Buckeyes take care of Michigan State yesterday. Played good defense. Didn't rely on the three ball. Um, I, I like that performance, man. I know we can look at Michigan State and say, well, they're below 500 in this conference, and it doesn't matter. That's still a tough task yesterday, taking care of them. And I don't want to say they did it with relative ease because it's not like they blew them out, but they had themselves a lead and for the most part kept within 7 to 11 points of that lead for the most of that basketball game. You got a big game with top 10 Iowa coming up on Thursday. Don't look now though, Bone. This Buckeye basketball team is 7th in the country. And I know that we can't get hung up on ratings, but normally I say that the first month of the season. We're into February now. I mean, this Buckeye basketball team is playing their best basketball of the season and March is trickling close every single day yeah it's amazing that we're this far into the basketball season you know like it it feels like we were just talking about them starting up the season and oh are they going to be able to play all these games and what's going to happen and it seemed like when we were talking about march madness coming up you're like you know the plan for all that that to me in my brain was like oh that's going to be a long ways away we got so much basketball to watch you're right we're we're less you know less than two months away from that tournament starting so for them to be in the top 10 at this point in the season is a really good sign I believe that this team has all the makings of a team that can run deep into a tournament. They Look, yesterday, EJ Liddell, he's your best player. He is your go-to guy on offense, for lack of a better term, right? I mean, he's still growing into that role. But what did he do? He went out and had 20 points. I mean, in a game you're supposed to win, he went and got that done. One of the other guys who's become a, a nice weapon for this team and that you can count on usually to be fairly consistent is Justice Suing. And he went out and had 15 points against a team you're supposed to beat. You know, that's they didn't have a game where you're like, oh my gosh, they couldn't do anything. What was wrong with them? Yeah, Michigan State is not what they were, and they barely won this game. They didn't have that. They just went out and played. And you're right, had a 7-10 to 10 point lead most of the game. Sometimes it got up as, close, as far as, you know, 19 or 20. And they ended up winning by, what, 17 by the end? Michigan State put a little run together, got it back to within nine, and then that was that. They closed it out. So that felt really good to see them take on a team that just lost by 30 to Rutgers. It's not like Michigan State right now is playing at their best. It actually feels like store-brand Michigan State. It doesn't feel like the name-brand Michigan State. Well, with those jerseys they were wearing (laughs) yesterday, it looked like generic version of Michigan State. I mean, I like the jerseys on their own. Just if I if I was watching a movie and they said this is a basketball team's jersey, that's fine. But Michigan State, nah, come on, you got better you got better colors than that. You should go use those. I mean, if I'm Michigan State, I'm not wearing stuff like that. I'm going all highlighter green, Mike. That's I know you are. That's the that's the one they should keep with. Going back to EJ Liddell, you know we. We talked about him last year, and I think it was, you know, Teddy asked the question on Rapid Fire at some point during the offseason, who are you most looking forward to watching this year? And my answer was EJ Liddell, and I think yours was too, because, you know, I thought he had the ability to be a true number one scoring option in this conference. And it's been a while since we've had that guy. But EJ has become that guy, to your point. He had 20 points yesterday. Were you surprised? I wasn't. No. 
No, no. I, it, it, you you know, he, he played like trash. What was it in that Purdue game that he played like trash? Or was it another game? I don't know. It was one of the recent games that we just had. That surprised me where he played poorly. But I look at a 20-point performance from E.J. Liddell, and I say, yeah, of course. And yesterday was a prime example of why. They didn't rely on the outside shooting. They crashed that paint, and they had good results. Yeah, I mean... For the most part, you look back at what has happened this last couple weeks of the season, right? He had 26 points against Illinois. He had 11 against Purdue. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't his best game. It wasn't his worst game. He had 20 against Wisconsin, 22 against Penn State, 20 yesterday against Michigan State. Like, that is what a number one option looks like. You know, that if he can continue to do that, I think you're looking at a guy now that if, even if teams start keying on him, you've got three point shooting. You've got some veterans who can step up and make plays like Justice Suing and Kyle Young and even, you know, like Seth Towns. Like these guys have, they found ways to contribute whenever their opportunity presents itself. So I, it's a big test against Iowa, right? Like, you know, yes. they, they need to now measure themselves against one of the best, truly one of the best in the conference, which they hope to be too. But this will be a nice test to find out where they really stand. And obviously the last time they had one of these tests, they handled it pretty well against Illinois. You know, so and Wisconsin, same deal. So I'd like to see what they can do now. I think Iowa is even a level above those teams. So I'd like to see how this goes for them. And I think I, I feel good going into it, right? Maybe I should be a little more nervous, but yeah, I think this Buckeye basketball team's ready for this type of challenge. But you know, I, I, you and I have been frustrated about this in the past, where we we would get upset because this team would not force the issue, and I feel like this team does where they get in the paint, they mix it up, and they take their lumps and they go to the free throw line. How many mm -hmm. times this season have we seen the Buckeyes go to the free throw line more than 20 times in a game? I think I think they went 30 yesterday yeah. because they are forcing the issue in the paint. And more often than not, when they go to the free throw line, they hit the, those free throws. Yeah, and, and I'll, again, go back to EJ Liddell. He's hitting 75% from the free throw line. Is that is that the best you're ever going to see? No. But for a guy who is going to draw a lot of contact, I will take him hitting three out of four every you know every few times he goes down the court. So yeah, that's that's how you can continue to close out games. You know, if you have liabilities on the floor when it comes to shooting free throws, if you have guys you can't count on in big moments, and that's another part of this too. I haven't seen any stats on it. I do wonder with EJ Liddell, like. What is the number when it's late in games? Cause he seems to shoot them a little bit better later in the game and just, or when, you know, it's starting to get close again, he gets fouled. He usually ends up hitting both of them. Anecdotally, it feels like he's, he's a little bit better in the moment when he has to be. So yeah, man, you've, you've got the makings here of a really solid team that, that can go do some damage in the tournament. I, I know that their ranking says they're seventh, but what I would take away for this Ohio State team is solidly a, a four seed or higher in the March Madness tournament. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know what the rest of the season is going to look like, but I think even if they do have a rough stretch, you know, in the middle of this month or something, I still think you're looking at a four seed at worst for this team and possibly a lot higher than that. So we would have taken that at the start of this season, no questions asked. And so I'm ready to see now how they handle the heightened expectations that will come with a lot of the attention they're going to get. Real quick, because I know we have to hit a break. C.J. Walker this year has taken 50 free throws. How many has he made? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say 45. 49. God. He is shooting 98% from the free throw line. All right. 49 makes out of 50. I'll take it. Good yeah, job, right. I'm saying the, the free throw shooting on this team is seems vastly improved from what I can remember from the last few years.
Major League Baseball wants to delay the start of the regular season. We'll talk about it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slowdowns on I-70 downtown split eastbound between the 71-315 west split and the 71 east split. And more delays on 71 northbound between Greenlawn Avenue and I-70 plan about a 10-minute slowdown. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Broadcasting live from the Tacoma Dome, here's Man and Bone. Happy Monday. Three hours a day, every single day. Do it. Please download our podcast if you haven't yet. It's free. It comes right to your device. You can listen to the show in about two hours. and Well, it just makes us happy. And if you enjoy the podcast, leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. If we get to a certain amount of reviews, you get your special edition of Perverted, guaranteed. All right. I can't wait for that. I hope that uh, people take you up on that and actually do leave a review because it does mm-hmm. help people find the show. Absolutely. Uh, but it also means you get to hear Ted talk about naked time. Mm-hmm. And who knows how that'll go? Everybody wants that. Yes. I Ted, do. Ted, Ted, most especially Panama Ted. He has been waiting to do this show. It will be the show of his life. He's hoping for a chance to do it, but you have to help him get there. Major League Baseball wants to delay the season and reduce it to 154 games after months of scattered dialogue. The parties find themselves in a similar position to last year when the coronavirus pandemic shut down the season, disagreeing over the proper path forward. Well, what a shock. Major League Baseball players and owners are disagreeing about something. The league's proposal to push back the start of spring training to late March and the beginning of the season to late April includes a 154-game schedule that would pay players their full 162-game salaries, according to sources. Now... Spring training scheduled to start on February 17th. You already have players down in Arizona and Florida getting ready for that. Just because there's a start date doesn't mean there aren't players down there getting ready. Under this new league proposal, spring training would be pushed back to March 22nd. The start of the season would begin April 28th. Um, further, players believe language in the proposal would grant Commissioner Rob Manfred power beyond what he currently has to cancel games and accordingly potentially cut into players' pay. Yeah, that that last part is because there's some language that says something to the effect of if you know a certain number of players aren't available for a team or if more than five or six teams have COVID issues, then he can just shut the league down for an indeterminate amount of time so the players are not on board with that particular aspect or any of the other stuff in this well, yes and here's here's my problem with this and this is not a new development you have infighting within major league baseball between the owners and the players it's a story as old as time and it will continue there is no such thing as really labor in any actual labor piece in major league baseball because there's always bad feelings and bickering i and i see both sides of this i really do i don't i see where the players are nervous about, you know, hey, man, we were already preparing for spring training. You said we were going to start and play a 162-game schedule. That's what we're planning to do. Now you want to move the timeline on us. That's not good for our guys who are down there getting in shape and getting their arms in shape to start pitching for real in a couple weeks. I get that. I also get not wanting to give Rob Manford, Roger Goodell-type power. They don't want that to happen. I don't think many people want that to happen. On the other side of it, 
The owners and the league went to the players back in December, and they they threw an offer at them for the season. And it was rejected, as they always are, and as this will be too, by the way. The owner, the, the players are not going to accept this offer from yeah. Major League Baseball. But instead of any sort of constructive dialogue, it's just, no, rejected. There's no counter. There's no conversation. There's no nothing. There's no dialogue. And that's the fault of both of these sides. They act like children. And I understand that's normally the union's policy. It's up to the league to throw out terms, and it's up to the union to, you know, accept or deny those terms. But at least throw out another offer. Make your offer public so we know what the hell you want to do. Just saying, yeah, we're going to play 162 because, and I, I saw one of the players quoted on this. Well, they're playing in the NHL. They're playing in the NBA. They played college football. Why can't we play? Yeah, it's it's a, your game's a little bit different. First of all, two of those sports are not playing their full schedules, right? And the other two, you play once a week, and it's a little bit of a di- different atmosphere when it comes to roster size and things like that. I think it is smart to look at contingency plans. I'm not saying what Major League Baseball has offered should be the thing and it should be accepted and go about your business with 154 games, but the lack of dialogue here, that's the real problem with Major League Baseball. Yeah, I guess here's where I can understand where the players are coming from, though. And you know, Mike, I am not, I'm not a fan of the owners usually because a lot of times they're stupid, and I'm not, I'm not a, typically a fan of a lot of the baseball players or some of their, you know, frustrations that they have, where they, they seem to complain about very minor things a lot. But I will, I will say this for the players, like just looking at it from a pure negotiating standpoint, when you come to someone and say, "Hey, let's let's find ways to." you know, compromise and let's do things that, that we both, you know, want to agree to. What I don't understand is why do the owners basically come to the players and say, now, if you give us all these things we want, like extra postseason games and the ability to cancel games, whenever the commissioner feels like it. And some of the other things that are in this in return, we will pay you the exact amount of your salary that you already are going to get, you know, like they're not, they're not getting anything from the owners that is, oh, and in addition, here's what we will do for you. We will cut you in on these postseason games, or we will you know, do some other thing that you've been asking us to do for a while. The players are already locked in on getting their 162-game pay. The owners have come and said, hey, what if we knock the games down to 154, but we still pay you for 162? The reason they're wanting to do that, the owners, is because they want to play in front of people. They, they don't make as much money off these games, or really any, if people aren't in the building. So the fewer games they have, the later they start the season, the more chance they recoup some of the losses that they have. I guess what I'm saying from the player's standpoint, and that's all, I'm, I'm not saying it's unreasonable by the owners, but I'm saying the players are looking at this saying, so you've offered to just let me have what I already am guaranteed, and you're not making any other concessions from a negotiating standpoint, but you want us to give up things that we have previously said we would not do. And I can see how the players are looking at that saying, well, where's the carrot for us? What's and if the answer is, well, you get your salary, be glad you get that. Like, I don't, I don't think that's going to move the players association. I think they have to make a better offer, sadly. And your point about, well, why don't the players come back with something that they, <laughs> they're probably saying, well, we're good to just start the season and play. Like what, what else do we have to do here? We've, 
we're good. We're ready to go play right now. Just yes, give us the and, word. Yes, you're you're exactly right. On the on the surface, you're exactly right. And I'm not saying it should be this way, but the other side of it is, well, what is it what does it do for me? Well, if you are able to push back this season and have some fans in the stands and these teams are able to recoup some of their losses and the books don't look so bad, you know, there's the possibility that maybe next offseason the owners actually take the wallet out and give out some cash to the players, right? But if you play an entire season like this again in front of no one, do you think there's going to be a ton of cash to fly around in free agency next year? I'm not saying it's right. But that's the way the owners look at it. Here's what we're giving you. We're giving you an opportunity 12 months from now to actually make your players some more money. Yeah, maybe. And, and I know what you're talking about because obviously it's that is going to be an excuse that's used. And that is going to be an excuse that's used, by the way, when the labor agreement is up, which is yes. at the end of this year. So like I, that's where I think a lot of this goes to is I think the players are looking at that saying, if we give up, it's like the 17-game thing in the NFL. Right. Where in the NFL for years, that's been the sticking point where the owners would say, we want the 17th game. We want the 17th game. And the players always said, OK, but we want more of something else. Then we'll give you that if you give us this. That is what expanded playoffs are for the players. It's forget about the players having more chances to go play games. Right. It's it's the opportunity, sure, to go win a World Series, but they don't get as much of the payout on that. So they're saying when we go to negotiate next year, we're going to have given you extra playoff games and then you're going to ex- we're going to expect those back as a negotiating chip. And we're not going to have them. You're going to say, yeah. well, we already have a chip. We already have that. So now what else will you do for us players? And I can see where the players are coming from there to say, we're good to just start the season, take the risks and go play baseball. How about you guys do the same thing? We're all taking a risk here to some degree or another. I think that's where the players are are standing right now, and I don't see that changing unless the owners give them something that makes it worth their while. Now, and you know who loses? We we do. Oh yeah, we do. The fans fans always lose. You know what I got a kick out of is there was a a letter that was sent to Major League Baseball by uh, certain leaders in the state of Arizona, right? (laughs) Saying, hey, you know, we'd love to, you know, we we think it's safe to to really postpone the start of the Cactus League. We're concerned about the uptick of virus cases in the state, blah, blah, blah. We don't think it's safe and whatever. And, you know, the several local mayors and government officials signed it, including the mayor of Glendale, Arizona, signed the document saying, yes, postpone Cactus League. It's not safe. Uh, Glendale is where the Arizona Coyotes are currently playing in front of fans, <laughs> which is ridiculous to me. I know. Well, it's like, is that, that's so transparent. And then that same day, Ken Rosenthal put an article. I was like, I think it's really dangerous to play guys. That's just my opinion. I came okay. to totally independently of like what major league baseball is doing. No, you didn't. Ken, shut up. Come on. We all know better. Matt Stafford goes to the Rams in a blockbuster. We'll discuss it next. Common man and T-bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. A puck at a slow traffic to watch out for. You're going to find delays on 71 northbound between I-70 and East Broad Street. And more backups on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Plan on 10-minute slowdowns in both areas. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. Just a couple of guys touching rim and sucking on breath mints. This is Man and Bone. 
Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. The Reichert Nissan Fan Poll, 971thefan.com. Will Jared Goff be the Lions starting quarterback for week one? Yes or no? I vote for yes. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, I, the the argument could be they still go out and draft someone and then have some kind of quasi-quarterback battle. But I'm with you. I do think he will be their starter, and that will be part of the plan for the first year. And then if he's bad, they can say, well... Well, looky there. We had we didn't know how bad he was going to be, but now we can go out and start finding our quarterback of the future. So I think this gives them another year to let the new head coach get in there, get, you know, bite kneecaps, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But the new regime can kind of get established, and if it turns out that he's good, then great, and and that works out fine. But if not, you can say, well, we kind of thought we might have to do this anyway, but now we have an idea of what we're doing as an organization, and we know where we're going. And all right, now we're going to go draft a quarterback, and they can do that next year. So as you know by now, Matt Stafford is going to the Rams in exchange for Jared Goff, and the Lions also get a third-round pick in 2021. I know I've buried the lead. A first-round pick in 2022 and a first-round pick in 2023. Uh, Look, I've talked about this with Matt Stafford. You're in two camps with Matt Stafford. You either think that he is a top-five quarterback in this league and his talents have been wasted in Detroit for his entire career, Right. Or you're like me, where you think he is a good quarterback. He is not nearly as good as his numbers would indicate. And if he ever went to a team that was expected to do anything, he would be exposed. So we'll see, because there's only one way this trade works, and that is the Rams win the Super Bowl. For me, you were in the Super Bowl two years ago with Jared Goff and genius Sean McVay. You were in the divisional round this past year. You narrowly missed the playoffs last year. Let's not discuss that. And yes, there are real questions about Jared Goff, and there were real questions about Jared Goff when you gave him that big contract and you didn't have to. And we talked about it on this show, saying, what the hell are you doing? It's almost like Sean McVay gets credit both ways, right? Oh, Sean McVay is so smart because he gave Jared Goff all that money. Sean McVay is so smart because Jared Goff sucks. And they just traded away two first-round picks, not necessarily to acquire Matt Stafford, but to get rid of that monster contract that he was so brilliant to sign Jared Goff to. I I don't... And the league seems to believe this two-bone because every time there's an opening for any position, they call like the Rams water boy and they hire those guys. Yeah, I know, and that's that's very interesting, and, and that's who the Lions have hired, right, was their director of college scouting exactly right. to be their GM. So that guy was, in part, one of the brain trusts that brought Jared Goff to the Rams in the first place, and now he has brought him to Detroit. So, yeah, I mean, I, I look at it this way, I guess. You know, the, the Matt Stafford deal, I, I don't think that he's a top-five quarterback. I don't think he's going to be exposed, though, either. Like, I think he'll go there and be a pretty solid starter and I think he'll be better than Jared Goff they have a lot of weapons there that he has not had in Detroit for most of his career the Calvin Johnson part of that career notwithstanding so you know I think they've got a much better offense there will it you you said it'll be a failure if they don't win the Super Bowl I guess I don't I don't view it that way I view it as 
if they get to you know if they get back to the playoffs obviously that's like without question that's a that's a baseline of what they have to do and i think they have to be a team that looks competitive enough to go out and and compete for a super bowl but if they like get to the super bowl and then lose that doesn't mean they lost the trade i guess in my mind because never you're right they you created there. you you got to the super bowl and lose and now you put yourself in a position where you're not going to have a first round pick until 2024 yeah but why did they do that not because they feel like we have to win now with a, going to the Super Bowl. Although they, yeah, the expectations there. They got rid of all those picks because, in part, they wanted to get out of their dumb decision. They wanted well, to that's, take see, that's away the I'm amount confused, of money they had though. to spend. Because I guess my question is, and I, I, I would like to talk to Sean McVeigh and, and and pick his brain that never forgets anything. What has <laughs> right. changed? What is did did Jared Goff? Was he just pretending? You had great success with him, so why don't you think you can have great success again moving forward with him? Well, yeah, right. And the answer is, I think in that Super Bowl, what was the score like? Thirteen to three, right? I mean, clearly they should have seen it in the Super Bowl that in that big moment, Jared Goff was not the guy. And so I don't know why they thought, yeah, let's give him this giant contract. But people are talking about what that does for the quarterback market. Just remember, part of the deal and part of all these picks going one way was not to bring in Matt Stafford. Although, yes, they wanted Matt Stafford, and certainly I think he's going to. I think he'll. I think he'll be good. I think they'll they'll have a very good offense next year. But they they gave away a lot of those picks in part because they wanted to give away that contract. Like, don't forget that that contract is a part of why they gave picks up to Detroit. It was to take the contract off their hands. And so, yeah, for a couple of years, they're going to go with Matt Stafford. And then we'll see. We'll, we'll find out what he is. If he's not the guy, they can move on and then start either go out, find another quarterback in free agency, or they can go back to drafting a guy once they start having first-round picks again, which say, won't be for a few years. It won't be for a few Aaron years. Donald for, for a first-round pick? <laughs> yeah, that might have to because be the Because the next only thing. way they're getting a first-round pick is to trade their assets then at that yeah. point? Well, yeah, I think it's, what, 2023 2024. Okay, that's when they get the first-round pick. All right, so you better hope Matt Stafford's the guy for the next three years. LeBron has entered a very special club. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching those slowdowns on 71 northbound between I-70 and East Broad Street and backups on 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. Both areas you're going to find about a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Hey. Do you want a sports talk show with two guys who actually know what they're talking about? Oh, sorry. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday, snowy Monday in the Buckeye State. We have the segment that's not a segment. Yikes. Zoinks. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Wow, look at that. R.I.P. Screech Power is coming up at 534, so it's not yikes today, it's zoinks today. Zoinks. Uh, assigned Tom Brady rookie card. That was my Rothman impersonation. Uh, <laughs> assigned Tom Brady rookie card has sold on eBay, of all places, for $555,998. Oh, plus $8 for shipping, which tickled me. <laughs> <laughs> that it wouldn't be like, hey, free shipping on you this. Know what? I'm going to get $500,000. I'll, I'll spring for the free shipping. 
Are you kidding me? You give me half a million dollars as long as it's in the Continental Forty Eight, I'll drive it to you. Well, that's Heck, right. You if, know, if you can I'll include that. Alaska. I'll drive it to Alaska. If, once the weather clears, I'll get up there. Sure. If you can afford that, if you're making that type of investment in a in a Tom Brady signed card, you would have like your butler go pick it up for you, right? You're not going right. to put that thing in the mail for eight dollars. I I can't imagine you would, right? There's there's got to be like companies. I was going to say they've got to have a company, Mike, where you can send someone who's like verified and they can pick it up and then bring it to you. That is called the mail, I guess technically, but no. I. <laughs> I meant like you could have like a concierge service that would go and get it for you and bring it to you or whatever. But sure, yeah, there's, there's, you're right. It's, it's a little odd that eight dollars is what they cost to ship it. That's, that's. Yeah, funny. let let me tell you a little bit about how the other world works. Not because I'm in it or anything, but I, I read some of these articles that, you know, people like Chris Rock and stuff like that. I use his example because he's talked openly about this. Chris Rock doesn't go to the doctor's office. Chris Rock sure. doesn't have teleconference with the doctor. Chris Rock has a, has a physician that's part of a special celebrity group that if he needs something, that doctor comes right to his house when Chris Rock wants that doctor to come to his house, right? I was reading how Matt Stafford and Sean McVay celebrated the news of the trade together down in Cabo, Mexico, okay? Right. Yeah. Matt Stafford and Sean McVay are not in their basement eating pizza during a pandemic. They're in Cabo at some sort of exclusive resort or they've got their own villa on the ocean. That's how they're living. If well, you're paying five hundred thousand dollars for a football card, you could you could afford some sort of weird pickup thing for it. Yeah, you could. You could pay for someone. You could pay a few hundred dollars, have someone fly over there that you trust, pick it up, and then bring it back to you. You know, put it in their check yes. luggage and bring it back. Yeah, I, I would just add though that uh, on that that whole thing with Matt Stafford and uh, Sean McVay being in Cabo together. They said that like there were quite a few NFL players who just were vacationing at this one exclusive spot. To your point, that's how that works. Like they're not going to the sandals destination that a lot of other people would go to. They're going to the place where all the NFL people go because they've all got the means to go there and they they don't have to deal with like anything that they feel like would be uncomfortable. So it's yeah, not they a, got it's on not a like, private plane and that's how they got down there. Our buddy Matt Lampson, who was uh, plays for the crew, goalkeeper, he played in L.A. with Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Zlatan Ibrahimovic is one of the guys in the world of soccer who has NFL player money is like, well, that's what I have in my couch. Like, he's made hundreds of millions of dollars in his career. Mike, that guy, when they played together, Matt and him went on vacation. And we talked to him on our podcast, Bone and Beam United. You can go listen to it. I won't bore you with the whole story, but it's like, how he vacationed, he said, was nothing like any other vacation he's ever been on because you're right. There's just a whole other level that certain people attain when they reach that level of status. And I'm guessing the person who spends a half a million dollars on a baseball card or a football card, that guy probably also has a lifestyle that's a little different than yours or mine. Or I would hope else's. so. Uh, LeBron has entered a very exclusive club. It's the $1 billion club. He has reached $1 billion in career earnings while still active, becoming only the fifth athlete to accomplish it. Uh, others who did it while they were still active, of course, like Michael Jordan did it, right? But a lot of that came after he finished playing. Tiger, Floyd Mayweather, your guy, Cristiano Ronaldo and his white pants, and Lionel Messi, and now LeBron James. It is expected that in 2020, 
He earned $95.4 million. That includes an estimated $64 million from endorsements, memorabilia, and media. LeBron's career earnings from off-court ventures total over $700 million. And of course, these are estimates. We don't know that. LeBron James is not a publicly traded company, but we can sort of... We, they, put together, okay, we know he's got this on his Nike deal, he makes this on other things, here's the $5 he made off Blaze Pizza, so we'll put that all together, and that totals close to a billion dollars. Yeah, I mean, it's not surprising, right, how good he is, how many endorsements he has, uh, the level of ability that he displays has clearly been very valuable for him, so... I, I can't imagine what it's like to have that type of money and then like still want to get up and be the best basketball player. You know what I mean? He's already proven it by every measure, right? He's won championships. He's been the MVP. He has got more money than almost anyone who's ever played the game. And yet he's saying, yeah, I still want to get up every day and get up at 4 a.m. and you know, do all the extra things you have to do when you're a player his age and go out and I, I want to yeah, win well, more it's, championships. It's the Tom Brady thing. I mean, we, we marvel at it all the time that – you know, not only is he playing, it's not like they're just wheeling him out. He's got this big fat gut. You know, like sometimes you watch, you know, wrestling and you'll get these old wrestlers that come back and it looks like they've been enjoying the buffet, right? I mean, they, yeah. they look like they're older and they move like they're older. Tom Brady comes out and says, no, I will not eat that tomato. I will not eat any dairy product. I'm going to be just as dedicated, even more so now, because my body is a little advanced than it, than it was before. I can't get away with stuff I used to. I'm going to be just as dedicated to go out there and win Super Bowl number seven as I was to win Super Bowl number one. That and the, the lack of physical ability is why you and I are not in that position. Um, yeah, that, that, that and so much more is why we're not in that position. <laughs> right, but you are that, that especially, that, that mm-hmm. mental wherewithal to get up and give it a go every single day like you accomplish nothing, I don't have that. We were talking before the show about Jason Witten, right? Jason Witten played football probably since he could walk. Then he retired, went right to the broadcast booth. Then he went right from the broadcast booth back down to the football field, played for a couple more years. Now he's retired for real. Is he going to sit home and enjoy the 19 children that he's fathered? No, he's going to go and be a high school football coach now. I can't wrap my mind around that, but clearly there's something that's in their brains that's not in ours. No, I, I know, and it, it is something that I don't understand Going back to that amount of money that, uh, you know, LeBron's in that exclusive club. You mentioned Lionel Messi is also part of that club. Yeah. Have you seen this whole brouhaha with his contract and his team in, in Spain, Barcelona? Have you, have you heard about this? No, I know that, uh, cause Ronaldo's on the list too. I know he's having a little thing with, did he go someplace he wasn't supposed to? Oh, yeah. Italy, well, that was, right? yes, that was, yeah. Ronaldo's in trouble for leaving and going to a part of Italy where you're not supposed to travel right now because of COVID issues and, well, he plays soccer in Italy, and he's you know Cristiano Ronaldo. Right, but what, what's, what's the Messi thing? Well, I don't know anywhere it. he wants. Messi's so he has a deal where his contract is about to be up. Barcelona, his team, one of the biggest clubs in the world, they are dealing with a significant financial issue. Like they are, they are running into big problems for them. They're they're used to spending a lot of money. They're not able to right now because they say they lost a bunch of money during COVID, and also they've got a lot of money that they put into a lot of players. So. In soccer, it's not always known exactly how much every player makes. It's not like you get those reports where the deals are all told. They tell you that they're in the hundreds of millions of dollars, but you don't always know what it is. So a newspaper in Spain 
got a leaked version of the contract. There are only four copies of this contract. One is held by his agent. One is held by the team. One is held by Messi, and I forget who holds the fourth one, but oh, so much probably looking whoever that was. The, it was the, the newspaper. The leaker, I guess, they gave right? it to the newspaper. No, I forget who it was. It was someone else that's like a trusted source. Anyway, uh, maybe the owner, I forget. Whatever. The point is, this was not supposed to be leaked to the media, and it got out. Lionel Messi, in the last four years with Barcelona, his contract is up this summer, he has made $674 million over Four years. Straight Reminder, salary, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his salary. Not talking about endorsements, nothing like that. No, Straight no, no, salary, no, no. That's homie. the salary. And reminder that Pat Mahomes is what? 450,000? 500 or, or 450 million, million over like 10 years. This is Lionel Messi for four. So his per year salary, Mike, is over 160 million. It's 168.5 million dollars per season. So, they, Leno Messi and the team are suing this newspaper for publishing this because they're saying it's causing damage to both of them because Barcelona is having so many financial problems. And then this story comes out that is like, well, you gave Messi $170 million a year. Maybe that's where your issues are started. And so they don't want to be blamed for it. He doesn't want to be blamed for it. So they're suing the newspaper for reporting this, which is. That's just wild to me, but again, why is Messi suing the newspaper? That's because like he, someone walks in the room while you're doing it with Cindy Crawford. You just have a smile on your face and no. say, "Yes." If well, if yeah, but if if Cindy Crawford's husband was in the media recently saying like she's cheating on me with someone, but I don't know who. Like this, is, he's being blamed for making Barcelona's life miserable and why they can't have any nice things now like that's why is it his fault they sign him to the contract no it's stupid it's all stupid but never lose sight of the fact that Lionel messi who's also on this list as being like a billionaire first one to reach it while being paid the vast majority like over half of a billion dollars came to him in just the last four years just straight salary I'm, that's mind-boggling how much money that guy has made. Mind-boggling. I can't. I can't wrap my mind around this cash. And then, is he paying his taxes on that too? <laughs> right. That's that was the, the other next problem job. is that he didn't pay his taxes previously, right? Yeah. Wesley Snipes is his accountant, so it's been very difficult. Kim and Ronaldo had a problem with the taxes. They both did. Yes, they have both had different issues with that. So yeah, not good and. Look, man, when you're an international soccer star, you got the best attorneys, so I'm quite sure they found a way to do as minimal as they had to. But, yeah, it, it doesn't look great when the team you're playing for right now is saying, we don't have any money, we're having issues, and then it turns out they're paying you $170 million a year. He's, You would argue he's worth it. He's been the best player in soccer, but those numbers just are jarring right we we look at numbers for salaries every day we look at quarterbacks making 40 million dollars a year and go wow it's i guess that's i guess they're worth it you know that's a lot of money 168.5 million dollars per year is what he's making crazy science tells us that swearing is actually healthy details next common man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic from the logan ac and heat services traffic center Good afternoon. Watch out for slowdowns on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East split. Plan on backups in that area. And snow showers moving throughout the area. This could be affecting the visibility of the roads and creating slick conditions. Please be extra cautious as you're driving. This driving report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has everything you need, like furniture at amazing prices. Now at Staples, select chairs are 40% off. 
Plus, when you buy any office chair, get 25% off all desks, file cabinets, chair mats, bookcases, and lighting. In-store only offer ends on the 27th while supplies last staples. Only an array with fan traffic. You wanted the best. Instead, you got these two. This is Common Man and T-Bone. A very special message from a dead guy coming up in a moment. But first, T-Bone has a special message for you. That's right. Let's make the big game more interesting, Mike. You can head to 971thefan.com and check out the Lion's Den Super Props Contest. You can enter 15 props for the big game, including things like predicting the coin toss, and you're in the running for a trip to Las Vegas. Best of all, it's free to play. You can head to 971thefan.com right now to get registered, and that's all sponsored by the Lion's Den, celebrating 50 years of providing you with pleasure, passion, and romance. You know, it's snowing outside in the, the great state of Ohio, but that doesn't matter because we, we know that when it snows like in the east, New York City, Philadelphia, Boston, when those giddy cities get snow, then it's all over the national Then it's news. real. Mm-hmm. Right. They, we can get 12 thing. inches of snow here, nobody cares. You get a dusting of snow in Manhattan, everybody cares. But it reminded me of our favorite dead mayor, Tom Menino who was the mayor of Boston. And uh, a few years back, before he he, uh, he passed, passed away, away, was it yeah. after he passed away or before? No, um, I don't remember. I think, I think it was after, because that didn't stop us from mocking him. But uh, they had some big snow in Boston, and so dead Tom and Nino decided to address the people and talk about the snow. Let's take a visit back, Teddy. Thank you all for coming today. Well, it's been a tumultuous weather phenomenon here in the city of Boston the last few weeks. Dozens of feet of snow have blanketed the city. We've had a polar cortex moving through here. Fortunately, the good people of Boston have been protected by the snow warriors who are out there hard at work, clearing the snow and debris off the city streets. But it's not enough. The snow warriors cannot do it alone. That's why we've got local celebrities out here on the streets to help pitch in. Tim Brady is out here, the Super Bowl winning quarterback. And, of course, legendary coach Bill Brimacek. Daryl Ortiz is pitching in as well, helping to shovel out parking spots for the local residents. And legendary former Celtics like Larry Broad and Kenny McHale have donated coats to the Locust Homeless Shetlands. Finally, we advise all the Boston residents to stay in your home or dwelling until the ice or winter condominiums, conduits, conditions taper off. I know it seems like weather will never break, but soon enough, spring will have spunk, and we'll all be enjoying some baseball down at Fenway Field. Thank you for your time. I can't wait for spring to spunk myself. You see, the joke is he used he used to get his words mixed up. Yeah, and he yeah. would say it's the always wrong funnier thing. when you explain the joke. Well, I'm just saying, not everybody may be familiar with the fact that Tom Menino couldn't say anything. Where he he literally one day called it. I can't wait to bring the World Series Cup back to Boston. The the what now? The World Series Cup, Mike. That's what he wanted the Red Sox to bring back. Amen. That's mm. how many terms did he serve? Not one. I think hundreds of terms. They he kept reelecting that guy. Veritek splitting the uprights. That's, That's like right. a real thing he said. That's he right. He said that Jason Veritek split the uprights for the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Remember that. Never mm-hmm. forget it. Not Adam Vinatieri, because that's a different guy whose last name is, starts with a V as well. He couldn't keep those two straight. No, he was he was very bad at speaking in public, which they made him do quite often, and it was to our delight that he did. Bone, I saw this on CNN Health today, uh, because this certainly is a health story. It's about how swearing 
can actually be healthy for you. Here is a quote from Great. Timothy J. He is a professor at the Massachusetts College of Liberal Arts who has studied swearing for more than 40 years. That's Look, okay. There are, first there of all, there are some people out there building homes with their bare hands and trying to figure out the next vaccine. This guy is studying the F word for 40 years. All I know is at some point that guy had to convince someone that he should get paid to do that. Mm-hmm. And they said, sure, here's your check. So who's, who's really the one we should be pointing You're out? You're exactly right. right. I mean, he that guy got idol. someone to pay him to do that research. So good for him. He says the advantages of swearing are many. The benefits of swearing have just emerged in the last two decades as a result of a lot of research on brain and emotion, along with much better technology to study brain anatomy. Here's now here's how he says swearing can be healthy for you. Number one, he says cursing may be a sign of intelligence. Well-educated people with plenty of words at their disposal, a 2015 study found, were better at coming up with curse words than those who were less verbally fluent. So... There's that. This is not holding up for a lot of the people I know, by the way. <laughs> well, right. I mean, I think a lot of us use the certain words at times, like the F word or something. That is that is used as a very much so kind of addition to a word. That is mm-hmm. not used as, you know, I really wanted to give the, the ennui of this moment, but how can I express it? I know the F word. No, it's like there's that's just because it's there and you say it. Mm-hmm. But you know what? A well-placed swear word can make the whole story or joke or conversation. So it goes both ways. Number two, swearing may be a sign of honesty. It says science has also found a positive link between profanity and honesty. People who cursed lied less on an interpersonal level and had higher levels of integrity overall. A series of three studies published in 2017 found. So there you go. If you swear... You don't lie. You're true blue. You're honest. You're a good friend. You know why uh, I think that is? I, I'm is drawing. That? I am drawing out conclusions from the data, which is not usually recommended. But I am guessing that is in part due to the fact that when people are swearing openly around each other, it's because there's a level of trust. That like you're not you're not going to get in trouble for swearing. Like me growing up as a kid, everyone I was around, no one swore. Because it was very religious, and I think there were people who were afraid if I say this word, uh, that might look like I'm, you know, not as good of a person. So they would keep that stuff down. That can be stressful, but also that might encourage you to pretend like you're not that type of person. And in reality, if you and another person are sitting there just swearing up a storm, you know that uh, you're all you know okay. who you are. Yeah, you know who you're, and you know who you're talking to, and you know you can exactly. be trusted. And so there's there's a little bit of that that goes along with it for sure. Uh, number three, profanity improves pain tolerance. People on bikes who swore while pedaling against resistance had more power and strength than people who used neutral words, studies have shown. It also says people who cursed as they plunged their hand into icy water felt less pain and were able to keep their hands in the water longer than those who said a neutral word. I, I, right. I, I tend to think that goes back to the limits, right? If you're putting limits on yourself as a human and saying, I am frustrated, but I can't say that word, that's adding to your stress level, right? But if you, like, I know when I have been putting together furniture around the kids, this is just anecdotal, but when I've put furniture together around the kids and they're sitting there like, Daddy, can I help? It's like, yes, you can. And then I bang my hand on something or I, you know, drop something on my toe and I'm like, 
golly, that hurts, you know, and that's all I can say because I'm around the kiddos because I try not to swear around them. It's way more stressful than if I'm just putting it together, just dropping F-bombs left and right. So I think that this is all making a lot of sense to me, Mike. That's what I uh, Number say. four, cussing is a sign of creativity. It says research on swearing dates back to Victorian times. It does. When physicians <laughs> discovered that patients who lost their ability to speak could still curse. So they go, they go back in the, in the creative part of their brain, and they're like, oh, what? there are swear words in here. I'll use them. Because, you know, you didn't That's learn them in school. It's not with the knowledge part of your brain. It's with the creative part of your brain. That is fa- I had no idea that that was the case. That's fascinating that someone who's lost the ability to speak could still just slam out some cuss words. Good yes, and the last one is throwing expletives instead of punches. It says oh, sure, yeah. cursing becomes your form of aggression and you're less likely to fight. And one more positive thing is they say it's the universal language. If you go to Italy, you don't speak any Italian, but you drop an F word on them, they know exactly what you're talking about. You're you're creating a, a bond with another mm-hmm. culture. Well, going back to that fighting thing, I can guarantee you there are some people where, like I have been cussed out before where I'm just like, I'd rather it if you just punched me and get this over with. Because <laughs> you're doing really good with the cussing and I'm getting the message. I'd rather you just punch me and I go, ow, that hurt, and then we move on as opposed to having to live with the fact that I know for 37 seconds you said every word in the book and it really got to me. So yeah, some people are, they're artists with that, with all the words, with all the cuss words. Like I am so- envious of that. If you don't want to listen to us because we're the stupid radio guys, listen to science and just curse more in your life. It'll benefit everybody. Mm-hmm. Let's all remember what it was like to attend a hockey game coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find an accident on the ramp from 315 southbound to eastbound 670. It is causing some heavy backups as they try to get the roadway clear. Please use caution over here in the meantime as traffic continues to build. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has what you need, like furniture, the latest tech products, and organization solutions, all at amazing prices. Right now, save up to $25 on select TurboTax software supplies, including TurboTax Live at Staples. And on the 13th, while supplies last, maximize your refund at staples only an array with fan traffic one is angry the other one is bald what do you think i mean bald 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 here's man and bone the segment that's not a segment yikes zoinks zoinks is coming up at 534 we have changed the name of it just for today because we dedicate the program to dustin diamond aka screech powers from Saved by the Bell, he has died today at the age of 44 from cancer. Bone, I don't know if you do this, but, you know, sometimes I like to, even though, like, the show ends, right, your favorite show ends, I like to think, you know, what the characters are up to now, right? Okay. And I, I, I think that for Saved by the Bell too, you know, Dustin Diamond has died, but Screech has not died. I'm sure he's still living his life somewhere in the ether. Right. Yeah. Do you think Screech ever got together and had an erotic evening with Lisa Turtle? Did they ever get to do the deed together? Oh, I think I think that definitely happened at some point. Like in the character sense, yes, I believe that. Yes, happened. in the character sense, yeah. I, I will. I would always get upset. Like the finale of the Wonder Years, by the way, which is a show that I loved. You know, I was always rooting for Kevin and Winnie to to get together, and you know, then that finale they did it in the barn. 
Although they didn't tell us they did it in the barn. We know they, they had sex in the barn. And then the final scene of the show is like a flash forward where they tell you what happened in the future. And we found out that they were not together. They were married to other people. I was always pissed off at that ending because I like to envision my own future for the characters. Don't tell me what the future is. I want to have my own play in my head. Yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's a bad idea. And I like your idea of trying to figure that out with other characters like throughout television history cuz I think there's a lot that you could probably unpack there. But when you said the Wonder Years it reminded me of this thing I just saw which is very annoying and it will make it feel a lot make a lot of us feel very old is that when the Wonder Years came out in 1988 they were retelling events that happened 20 years prior which would have been 1968. Mm-hmm. So if you were to do the Wonder Years now today the events they would be recounting would have happened in 2001. Well, I, I know. I think about that, too, feel, because when I was a oh. kid, whenever I would drive in the car with my dad, my dad always had the oldie station on, and this was the 80s, and we're listening to music from the 60s. If I did that with my kid in the car, the oldie station would have, like, Nickelback from 2002. Right. But they don't, they don't do that. Like, the oldie station still plays songs from the 60s and 70s, which... If you go back in time and then said, all right, we're going to play songs from 40 or 50 years ago or 60 years ago, like some of this, all the songs would have been like Cab Calloway with a, you know, trumpet and a band behind him like that. That's not what the oldies were when we were growing up. The oldies like they played were not music from the 40s. You know, it, that's just a different era. So I don't know. I don't know why we haven't kept up with that, because you're right. There's like Green Day Dookie would be an oldies. Yes, album. that'd be an oldie. That's that. That wouldn't be played in main rotation. That on would actually be a real stations. oldie because in the eighties, that would have been the equivalent of a song from the fifties. Yeah, right. That would exactly. have been a super oldie. Yeah, exactly right. So yeah, we really don't keep consistency on any of that, and it's annoying. All right. So the athletic has put together a list of when we're all able to go to an arena again and enjoy a hockey game. The best ones to go to. Yeah. So this is the athletic, like you said, put this together. They talked to more than ten thousand. Of their readers, they put surveys out through all the local different affiliates for all the NHL markets and said, all right, tell us what you think, rate the best and the worst and what you think of the local place and things you like about it, things you hate about it. And they took the rankings, they put them all together, and here you go. So the number one arena in the NHL. Hold on, have- I, have not, I have not seen this at all, okay? Okay. You have seen it, Teddy has seen it, I've not seen it. I'm going to guess what the number one arena is as voted by the fans. Okay. Is it Vegas? Yes, it is. Yes. T-Mobile Arena ah, is what they have number one. I hate Vegas. I hate them because they've had no adversity whatsoever. They walk right in this league. They fall ass backwards in a success. And all the other readers from all the other athletic affiliations uh, across the country, they all say to themselves, oh, I wish I could go to Vegas and see a game. I'm going to score that highly on my list. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, well, here are some of the brilliant comments that came from the Vegas fan base about okay. their arena. One was, it's Vegas, enough said. Mm-hmm. So right Makes there. a lot of sense. Yeah. The, the person next to you has booby tassels on. Got it. <laughs> right. The next one is, there's never a dull moment. Some teams basically turn on the lights and drop the puck, which I'm sure is great for the purest fans, but doesn't really turn the game into an event. Yeah. So they got their a like, with stripper girls right on the ice. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, we got lasers, we got all kinds of stuff. Because, no, Mike, no other team does, like, big intro things for their club when they come out. Now, Just Vegas. Vegas goes a bit over the top on that. 
Uh, and then this one said, we go to a hockey game and a nightclub breaks out. <laughs> Instead of nightclub, though, it's spelled like night, like a Vegas. Got Vegas. it. Got it. God. Anyway, so they ranked the atmosphere first uh, at 9.82 out of 10. Sight lines first as well, 9.5 out of 10. Food options second overall. Convenience third overall. Location first overall. Appearance first overall. Unique touches First overall. I'm as sure well. if their team was in last place too, they'd still be number one, right? Of course they would, yeah. Um, now, number two on the list is Montreal, the Bell Center, scored an 8.88 out of 10. Uh, then you go down to third place is Nashville, Bridgestone Arena. Hey! We invented <laughs> hockey down here in Nashville! <laughs> now, convenience, they did not score highly, only like 14th, but everything else, location, they said was second. They said food options were top ten, atmosphere top five. What does convenience mean? If it's not location, what does it mean? Um, I'm guessing the I don't know maybe like the parking and stuff because the location. Oh, okay. Like if you're going to, I've been to like Nashville and been down there around the arena. It's you get out of there, there's a million bars. It's right in their downtown like district. It's all tons of tourists and all that stuff. But it's also if you like going to bars, there's plenty of places to go. So that is good, but if you were trying to park down there and go to the game and then leave, that may not be as convenient as some other places. I could see how that would be frustrating. Uh, Tampa Bay was fourth with their arena. Minnesota, the XL Energy Center, was fifth. And I do like that they said with that, uh, one of the respondents said, watching a game at the X makes you feel like you're watching a game in a log cabin with 18,000 others. All right. Six was the Rangers, and then seven with Madison Square Garden, obviously. And then seventh was Nationwide. Columbus hey, came in at seventh out of uh, all the teams, 31. So that's pretty what good. What were some of the comments for Nationwide and the Blue Jackets? Um, well, they said that the atmosphere was only 16th, and food options were 14th, but great sight lines, convenience was top five, location was top six, appearance top six, and unique touches fifth. So, uh, they said what the hell that, does that mean? Like the cannon? And what are we talking about with yes. these sight lines, too? Where, where are people watching hockey? Like old Fenway Park with a big post right in front of you? All of know. these arenas are modern. You can see everything all over the place. Yeah, so there were a few things here. One of them was that they uh, that some of the there were a couple of comments that were brought up by the fans for the Jackets that said, the cannon is great, it's our identity, it, you know... Other opposing fans hate it, so that's good. Mm -hmm. But then a few people brought up the fact that, oh, if we could just get rid of the chili chant, because people might... What's wrong with the chili chant? Oh, there's a segment of Jackets fans that they loathe the chili chant. Because why? it makes us sound minor league. Like, why are oh, we doing stop that? stop it. Get the yeah, hell out of here. This is a thing that goes on with Jackets fans. And I look, you know, I, I tend to think that you know the the song they play about the good old hockey game? It's the best game you can name. Like, that song is hokey as hell, but everyone loves it. You know why? Because it's a tradition at hockey arenas to play that song. So if eventually the hokey stuff becomes tradition. So, yeah, I think there are some Jackets fans that are so self-conscious about everything, they get worried about the, the chili chant makes us look minor league. No, that's our thing. Who cares if you... What is it? What's the big deal? You score three goals. You should be happy anytime this team scores three goals. You should be willing to chant whatever if they score three goals. Say the F word as a chant. I don't care. Like, <laughs> let's go. You should, you should be glad to chant chili because that means the team scored three goals. That's good. I don't Deshaun Watson has told us for real how serious he is about wanting to get out of Houston. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. 
Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident blocking the right lane of the ramp from 315 southbound to eastbound 670. It is causing some heavy backups over here. Please be cautious as they work to get the roadway clear and plan on some heavy delays for at least another 25 minutes. This traffic report is sponsored by Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. It's like they're cramming a full year's worth of cash back into one of those cash-shaped birthday cards. Cash back match only by Discover card. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Discover something brighter. Only an array with fan traffic. Good. Listen to this show or go to hell. This is Man and Bone. You know, Bone, because, uh, you know, we're all 12. If we don't take it off social media, it didn't really happen. So I saw that Deshaun Watson, all his social media accounts, he has scrubbed any reference to the Houston Texans. That's gone. He now just refers to himself as an athlete. That's mm. it. Now, perhaps this has to do with new Texans GM Nick Cicero saying, we have zero interest in trading the player. <laughs> and some people some people made that reference like, oh, okay, I like what he did there. He went out of his way to minimize any of his involvement with what's going on in this team by just calling him the player. So now Deshaun Watson says, yes, I'm just athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh I've seen this this called in I think I don't know if Florio had this in one of his articles but I somewhere I just saw it today where they said it was a cold war going on between the Texans and Deshaun Watson and I don't know maybe cold war's not the right term but it it does feel like that a little bit where like the Texans are saying we have no desire to trade the player Deshaun Watson is doing everything he can but say I want out officially. Trade me. I'm done. Well, he At apparently not said publicly. it. He apparently well, said yeah, it behind not, the scenes, but not, not publicly. publicly though. Yeah, he hasn't come out and publicly done it. But the reality is, I I don't see any way that they the two sides mend this and and keep it together. Even if the Texans just flat out refuse to trade him for whatever reason, I wonder if he won't. I I, I would think he would sit out and just. At that point, they would be forced to trade him if he sits out, right? I mean, I, I think they have to believe he really will do that before they're going to, you know, make that move, or they have to think that they're going to get in value back what they expect to. But I've seen a few people speculating on what that will take to get him out of there, like as far as a team to come in and trade for him. I'm sure there will be teams that want to pony up plenty for him. But this idea, like I've seen people say, well, if Stafford got two first round picks. To get him well, traded. he didn't get two first-round picks. They, that's th- it. Th- Jared Goff went in that deal, and that's why you get two first-round picks. Take Jared Goff's contract off your hands. Yeah, it was it was a deal in part that was you're going to have to take on this massive salary, which is a problem, and we do want Matt Stafford. So here's what we're willing to give up to have all of that occur. I I, I mean, I could see Deshaun getting like two first two seconds that go back the other way i mean he's he's a tremendous player and i do think he'll be very successful somewhere as long as he goes somewhere where they have some weapons to put around him but yeah i I don't think this means you're going to get like five first round picks for him i that's ridiculous like they're they're not going to have a team's not going to make like a herschel walker type of deal i don't see that happening to get this done i think it's probably less than that Bone, there was a uh, a big event last night. I'm sure you watched it because you and I are such big fans of the regular Pro Bowl, but that didn't exist this year, of course, due to the virus. So instead, we had the virtual Pro Bowl, in case you missed it. The NFC won 32-12, and Kyler Murray was the MVP. 
So all right, it's all right because, that he was like banged up and probably wasn't going to play in real Pro Bowl, but in virtual Pro Bowl, healthy, ready to go MVP. I saw that there were like celebrities playing, and some some players, some like football players, were playing in this, but it wasn't like every guy who was represented was playing as himself. That wasn't happening, right? No. I mean, it was just some people, random people playing like Madden, and then that's how the game went. Okay, that's. I guess if that's I, it's something to watch, right? It was of no interest to me, but I'm sure if you if you enjoyed it, I hope I hope it was good. I had no desire to watch that. I I, I did not watch it, and I'm, look, I don't want to disparage like gamer culture and stuff. Oh, I'm because, not. No, and I, no, I'm just saying I don't want to do that. But I will say I remember when this pandemic first started. And I would read article after article about how in six months we're all just going to be ensconced in the world of competitive gaming. And that's going to take over television. And that's, they're going to put it on network television and it's going to be the new big thing. That has not, we're almost a year into this now. That hasn't really happened. I'm not saying that people have left gaming or lost interest in gaming, but this notion that it's going to grip the entire sports world and we're going to be riveted to virtual games, that hasn't exactly played out. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think that what, what the best case scenario for the gaming industry is, have you ever, if you've ever used like a ratcheting anything, something that has a ratchet setting on it where as you move it in one direction, it does not move back the other way. Like, I think that's what gaming is going through as far as on TV, because it's been a huge thing for a lot of people all around the world and for people under a certain age, you know, under 25. You, you, there are plenty of people who have just, that's like sitting down and watching other people play video games competitively is a thing that's been there for them. Sure. But when you suddenly have a bunch of people who haven't really grown up watching that or haven't watched it to that level and suddenly this stuff is out there. Yeah. There were probably people who last night tuned into that, watched some of that Pro Bowl thing. I'm not saying it was millions and millions of people, but maybe a few thousand people who had never been exposed to something like that and came away saying, I would like to watch another Madden tournament. I, I would watch that again if it's on TV. So that's the ratcheting effect I'm talking about, where you get a few more people who previously had nothing to do with it who now will say, ah, maybe I'll check the next one out if it comes along. And that's just opening it up a little bit more. But that's how it'll go you know, over time. It's not going to be something that instantaneously one event is not going to suddenly make everyone just be like, yes, I only watch virtual events. I don't watch live events anymore. And I don't think you'll ever fully get there. Uh, uh-oh, for you, Bone, Mets owner Steve Cohen, he he's not always here. His love affair no. with Twitter is over. This is the new owner of the Mets, and he was the darling of social media, and he's interacting with fans, and they're making all these big-time signings and trading for Francisco Lindor, and everything's great. Well, uh, Steve Cohen's hedge fund, Point Seventy Two, has been entangled in the uh, stock market turmoil that we've had over places like GameStop. You're aware of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, now his social media, I guess, isn't as happy, and so he decides, I'm going to leave. He says, I've really enjoyed the back and forth with Mets fans on Twitter, which was unfortunately overtaken this week by misinformation unrelated to the Mets that led to our family getting personal threats, so I'm going to take a break from now. Okay. I mean, I I, I don't know. I Putting it like that and making it sound like you're getting personal threats from Twitter, I mean... Sure, that's bad. No one should be doing that to you, but also you're a public figure on Twitter. I'd be surprised if every public figure hasn't gotten something like that. Well, at some that's point. what I mean. It's like, you know, he took delight into in reading his messages and mentions on Twitter when everything was positive. But I guarantee you, if Elon Musk goes and reads his mentions <laughs> right now, there's some not so polite things and, and threats oh, yeah, towards I, him. By the way, he, 
don't be on Twitter, Steve Cohen. Of course, you don't have to be on there, but don't be surprised that you know everyone doesn't always just tell you how great you are. I mean, he's a billionaire. He's probably used to having everything go his way. So I, I don't really care if he's on there or not. As as far I'm a Mets fan, right? I mean, I liked being able to hear. It's that better off. You're things. better off if he's not because if, I know, he's, yeah. if he's like this now, imagine they go on a losing streak or something, or it doesn't yeah. work out and they have a losing season. He's going to go on on social media, read all those mentions too, and make a big stink. Yeah, it's probably I, I would I would think there's a reason why you don't see most team owners on these websites because it it doesn't behoove them to come out there and like yell at the fans, booing players or whatever. That's not ever going to look good for the billionaire owner to get onto like random guy on the internet. So maybe it just works out better for you to sit this one out, champ. And you've done good in other places. Maybe you don't have to be on Twitter. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the left lane of 71 northbound at State Road 161. Traffic is stop and go and will be building in this area for at least another 20 minutes. Please use caution. You might want to avoid this if possible. This traffic report is sponsored by CoinFlip. CoinFlip is the world's leading Bitcoin ATM operator. CoinFlip makes buying Bitcoin so flippin' easy. Find your nearest CoinFlip at ATM at coinflip.tech. Use promo code CoinFlip2021 for 15% off fees on your first transaction. Only on Array with fan traffic. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday, snowy Monday. The segment that's not a segment. Yikes. Zoinks. Zoinks. We have changed the name today because Screech Powers, a.k.a. Dustin Diamond, has died today at the age of 44 from cancer. And so we dedicate yikes to him. With some zoinks. Zoinks? Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, uh, yeah, we. I'm looking forward to that, Mike. And I did see a few people who had sent me something that I that I think they were qualifying as a yikes, but I want to get your thoughts on it because we talk a lot about uniform violations, jersey violations. Yes. The idea of you go to an event. And it's not like we have a lot of these because last year not a lot of live events attendance going on, but... You go to like a Jackets game, you see someone just wearing a Red Wings sweater, even though the Jackets aren't playing the Red Wings, that would be a Jersey violation. Violation should be put in jail for a minimum of 10 years. That's the only way we're going to learn. So yesterday, the United States, the U.S. men's national team, soccer team, they were playing Trinidad and Tobago, and they won like 7 to nothing. All right. But in the crowd for this game was Dabo Swinney. Your guy. Uh, Yeah. Your guy, too. We love him so much. Clemson head coach was there. And the reason he was there was because uh, his godson, Tanner Tessman, is a U.S. men's national team like fringe player, and he made his debut last night. He got called up to the national team, and he went to play. So Dabo went to support him. And there's a video of him on the broadcast. He is wearing an FC Dallas jersey and a U.S. men's national team hat. And people sent this to me saying, oh, looky there, he's at a U.S. soccer game, and he's wearing an FC Dallas jersey, that's a violation. I don't think no, it is, I though. No, don't, I, don't I don't think it is, and I'm a, I'm a pretty big stickler for this. Why did, why did I say it like stickler. that, like Joe Namath? Stickler. I'm a pretty big stickler for this, and I think he's wearing the jersey of his godson. Yes, Tanner Tessman plays for FC Dallas. I can't see the back of the jersey, but I assume that's what it is. 
I mean, that would make, why else would he have an FC Dallas jersey on? He, you know, coaches in South Carolina, you know, it's, I don't think that's where he was, you know, but he was not like a born and raised FC Dallas fan. So I'm assuming that's what he's wearing that for. So yeah, it's not a bad thing. I've seen no, that. I let him live. National team, you wear, like, we, you wear the jersey of like the local team that he plays for. That's totally fine. Like, Jossie Zardes plays for the national team. If the national team was playing at Crew Stadium, and Jossie Zardes was starting, I might wear a Jossie Zardes jersey if I had one, as opposed to a men's national team jersey, which, by the way, they don't make them for, like, every player. You know, you can't get a Tanner Tessman national team jersey. He's just making his debut. So this is actually not a bad thing. I think Dabo's getting, uh, as much as I don't like him, I think he's okay here. So no jersey violation in my mind. Speaking of Joe Namath, you know, he does the commercials for the old people now. Mm-hmm. And I forget what he's, but he's like, you know, having old people call a certain number to try and get their medical benefits taken care of, whatever it is. And I know this is a thing. I've heard about this. I've seen it. That as we continue to age, the two things on our bodies that continue to grow is, no, not that, is our nose and our ears. And if you look at Joe Namath now, it's, his ears are so comically big, it's like they've been grafted on. Yeah, like a, I, like a I makeup bad department went and gave him prop ears. Yeah, I wonder. Like we've done so many other things with you know medicine and genetics and understanding various things. Like I wonder why they haven't come up with something that said, "Hey, if you want to at like sixty five, there's a shot you can take, and we'll just make sure your nose and your ears stop growing." How about that? But the now, cool you, thing is, is that you got all these old people and they're deaf. They've got these huge ears <laughs> and they can't hear out of them. Well, the size of the ear does not mean you have better hearing. No, just, I know that, but that's, you know, you, I, you're right. But you would think, it's like, well, the bigger the ear, you must be really, you right. hear things from a mile away, don't you? Nope, can't yeah. even hear, you're sitting next to me. I see what you're, it's, it's, it's sad in a comical way that people have lost the ability to do something, but then it is one of their most defining features, the outward version of that. Yes, that mm-hmm. is no good. That's, uh, that's too bad though. I, I think that my ears are, I, they could stand to get bigger. I have normal sized ears. I'm afraid of what I will look like when, if I do get to that age, which that's also a gamble. We have no idea if that's happening, but my nose, on the other hand, I do feel like has already started getting bigger. I feel like I'm getting bulbousy. The end of the nose. Bulbousy. Really to, it's really getting bulbous. You're going to have there, one right? of those big cauliflower, like calloused noses <laughs> that like mob bosses well, have. Yeah, like I, I definitely feel like I've seen like older men who, you know, didn't have a big nose like when they were younger. And as they've gotten older, you can see how much it's grown. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 the only thing I assume then is it's easier to pick is once that happens. See, I don't so think the nostrils get bigger though, man. I think, I think you're, oh, no, okay. I think it's just, I don't think the nostrils grow. You know, some, those bulbousy, callousy nose kind of look like a nutsack. I hope you're not going for that look <laughs> where you got a nutsack on your face. <laughs> Nobody wants that. I do have plenty of hair in my nose. That's the other problem. As you get mm-hmm. older, it gets bigger and it gets more and more full of hair, which is just a terrible, cruel joke where the hair falls out from all the places you want to have it. And then the one place you, do, one of the few places you don't want it, it's like, oh, here, more hair in the nose and in the ears. We'll do that for sure. Rundown. Let's do it, Teddy. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Jackets lose to the Blackhawks last night. Elvis had a third period he would rather forget. He was trying to play the puck on a couple occasions, and it backfired on him. And so the Blue Jackets only get two points out of their Chicago trip. They are back home for the Stars tomorrow. Who knows if uh, Patrick Laine will play? He could. 
So we'll see if he does, because he cleared the protocol. I did see them confirm that the reverse retro jerseys will make their debut tomorrow night. So if you got one of those for Christmas, or you bought yourself one, the, the red tops with the, uh, the vintage logo, they're going to be wearing them tomorrow. All right. Well, I'm interested to see what they look like on the ice, and it'd be great if Patrick Laine makes his debut in one of those. But either way, yeah, the Jackets could use some help in that regard. I, I know that it was disappointing to lose that game, and a lot of people may look at Elvis and say, well, if he doesn't do those things, you know, he doesn't take a couple ill-advised trips out of the net, maybe they don't lose that game. But also, they did have one goal on the board at the time in the third yeah. period, and I think that's a bigger problem that this Jackets team has faced. So hopefully Patrick Laine can unlock this offense a bit because I know it has looked improved at times, but consistency has not been there. If he can be a part of this offense that suddenly starts generating some goals, and not just him, but his presence on the ice draws defenders away from other guys so they can get a little more space, that would be perfect. And hopefully that's what the Jackets need to get some offense going because quite honestly, I mean, giving up a, you know, a, couple bad goals because your goaltender it's not it's not advised but that shouldn't be such a uh, hole that you can't dig out of for this jackets team so hopefully they will see some better offense when he gets into the lineup buckeyes with a nice victory against sparty yesterday buckeyes now up to seventh in the country in the latest ap they are the second highest ranked big 10 team behind michigan they played good defense yesterday didn't necessarily rely on the three ball they're working that paint getting to the free throw line and when they get to the free throw line they're making those free throws so that was a nice victory yesterday they controlled a game against the michigan state team that they are clearly better than Big game with top 10 Iowa coming up on Thursday. The Buckeyes are the higher seed because I think Iowa's eighth in the latest AP. But going to Iowa City and playing that team, that's going to be a challenge. Yeah, I think there certainly is a time period, even in the last month, where you would have seen this Buckeye basketball team. We saw it against Purdue, right? We saw it against Northwestern a couple times where they they had played up and played better against some bigger-name competition but then they went out and lose games or came close to losing a game against Northwestern where you know they they gave it away late even though they were the team that was better and were playing better for most of the game. Uh wasn't that Penn State too also that got close am I wrong? Yes, I think Penn, Penn State, State was just right. a few points. So like the fact that they took Michigan State and said we know we're better, they've been dealing with covid, they've been down anyway and they just lost by 30 to Rutgers. You got a big game coming against Iowa. It would have been easy for them to sleepwalk through this and have a tight game. Instead, they mostly were in control of it. Every time Michigan State started to make a run, they were able to answer the Buckeyes were very quickly. And, uh, yeah, you brought him up, EJ Liddell. He's been great this season, and they have a true go-to guy. This team has the makings of a really good tournament team. I want to see what they can do against uh, you know a really good Iowa team coming up uh, here in a few days. And it's February, kids. It's February 1st. What does that mean? That means we survived as Buckeye basketball fans January. And the last two years, that has not been the case. They've sure. had terrible Januaries. They are now into February. They're playing their best basketball of the season. And to your point on EJ Liddell, he is a true number one scoring option in this conference. And Ohio State doesn't get guys like that all the time. They have one now where he put in 20 points yesterday. And I asked you in the 3 o'clock hour. Were you surprised to see it? I'm not. It's a 20-point performance from E.J. Liddell, his old hat right now, and that's the way that it should be. Yeah, I want to say other than uh, against Purdue, I think he in the last four or five games, it's, he's at at least 20 points. So, yeah, he, he's really coming into his own, and I think that you know if he's here again next year, 
he is going to be a National Player of the Year candidate. He may already be working his way into that this year. But, yeah, I mean, usually you need that hype all year long, and and he'll definitely get that coming into next year, assuming he's here. But, yeah, I really like his game. I really like how he's improved. And the good thing is he's shooting about 75% from the charity stripe, which if you're going to get hit as much as he does, it's a very physical position he's got to play. But he's got the outside shot where he can draw guys out too. That's good if you can hit three out of four. I'll take that from a guy who's going to get fouled a lot in these tough Big Ten games and, of course, when we get to March Madness. I tell you, let's wrap it up. Common Man and T-Bones, the rundown. The rundown. This little bit of absurdity cannot go unnoticed. So we talked earlier about the Matt Stafford trade to Los Angeles. I did read a story that said, yeah, well, before the, the Rams trade for Matt Stafford, they did check in on Aaron Rodgers first. Oh, they did? Okay, thanks. <laughs> well, good. I mean, yeah. if his name's well, out there, good. go ahead and go ahead and check in and see what they want. And I know, but obviously it was written in the style of, you know, Matt Stafford wasn't their first choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> right, if uh, Pat Mahomes had said, like, I don't know where I'm going to play next year, I bet they would have called about him, too. Obviously, he has not said that, and his contract is not one that's going to be traded anytime soon. But, yeah, you're going to go check in on the guy who's probably going to win MVP and seems a little disgruntled about his team. Good call that they checked in on him. I've got some news about Daytona. You and Teddy are getting excited for that. And J.J. Watt, not together. J.J. Watt has nothing to do with Daytona. Oh, okay. Separate They're going to squeeze him into a race car. I thought that would be really interesting to see. With his dirty fingernails. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. A couple of accidents to watch out for. You'll find a crash blocking the left lane of 71 northbound at State Road 161. Plan on some heavy backups over there. And an accident also causing problems on 71 southbound after Hudson Street. Please be cautious. Traffic is bumper to bumper and will be so for 20 more minutes. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay per mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. Barely famous, incredibly stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. We have the segment that's not a segment. Yikes slash zoinks. Zoinks! Coming up at 534, we are dedicating the program today to Screech from Saved by the Bell, who died at the age of 44. So we're changing the name of Yikes to Zoinks. Zoinks! Mm-hmm. I have something for you, Hillbillies, you and Teddy. Uh, Daytona says they expect to hold 30,000 people for the race that is coming up on the 14th. Daytona 500, I know you're very excited. Did you watch your uh, Rolex thing this weekend? I did, the Rolex 24 at Daytona. I watched, uh, not, not joking and not exaggerating, I was doing the math, probably over half of it. So at least more than 12 hours of Look racing you. that I watched over this weekend. But Who yeah, won? I uh, who won? There were a few different, there's five different categories, but the overall right. winner was Wayne Taylor Racing. They have a, th- they have like a four man team. So yeah, I could name all the drivers for you if you want, but, uh, Elio Castroneves, who was on Dancing with the Stars, oh. he was on that team. So, all right. And Jeff Rimmer's buddy, because they went to, they were at a function once and he introduced himself <laughs> to Elio Castroneves. I don't remember he, that story. And then he texted, no, and then he texted me and was like, I met your guy, Elio Castroneves, Indy 500 winner. I'm like, well, that's good. Did you tell him I'm a fan? He's Would like, Would you like no. a picture with me, Julio? 
I'm the voice of the Jackets. <laughs> it's Elio Castro. Elio, Julio. <laughs> you think he knew that? He didn't no, know. He did His not. name was Elio. He's like, hello, Julio. By the way, I will tell you this: uh, Wayne Taylor that owns this team, the the guy is uh, he's a character. When it became clear that they were going to win, they interviewed him after the race. He's there with the team in victory lane, right? And he drops not one, but two F-bombs live yes. on NBC. Yes, what we so, learned today, that means he's educated. Yes, we, yes, that's right. They asked him, they said, well, you were very nervous during this race because, you know, it's coming down to the wire. He was nervous if his team would win or not. And they said, "Are you? do you still feel nervous? And he said, no, that mother effer left a few minutes ago yes. <laughs> right on NBC. My guy, Wayne Taylor, good job. But yeah, Daytona, it's the, it starts off with the 24 hours, and then it's just they're there for like the next couple of weeks with NASCAR. Then NASCAR is going to run the road course after the 500. So it's like all Daytona for a month if you're a race fan. It's a lot going on there. Teddy, I know you're a big uh, racing fan. You're looking forward to Daytona, right? Absolutely, I am. What do you? What do you? You can only watch one. This is an early. Would you rather? Oh, would no. you rather oh, only watch the Daytona 500 or the Masters? Ooh, ooh, oh. that's a tough one. Or hand, Tony Terry's. Romo take an erotic dump. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think I'll pass on that, but uh, you can't pass on a would you rather. No, no, no I'm talking about the Tony Romo. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay yeah. you can't pass on that either. That's um, <laughs> I won't let you piss on hospitality, Ted. How dare that's, you? <laughs> I love that was just it. for you, it. just for you, Mike. Yeah, I love both of those things. That's I know just, that's uh, why I chose this question. I'm I'm torn, but I, I'll I'm gonna go because Bones here probably, so I'm gonna go Daytona 500. Yes. You know, so, wave your yeah, Confederate I, flag, yeah, Teddy. I, I have to watch the. Uh, great american race yes. now i will tell you mike as a uh, nascar fan daytona's one and ted knows this because i always complain about it it's one of my least favorite races of the year yes Cause, why because they're all bunched up 40 cars together for like three hours straight and someone passes someone then two seconds later they get passed again and they pass again none of, to me I like it when they get a little stretched out and they actually have to fight to get up a position or two. So, And there's always a big wreck, and I always hate it when I'm watching, I'm excited for someone, they're up in the top five, and then somebody goes, er, like like millisecond of correcting the car, and then the whole field gets wiped out. So it is exciting, though, and I will be looking forward to it, but it's definitely not my favorite race as a NASCAR fan. All right, well, 30,000 people are going to be there for the race on the 14th. We've been talking about Deshaun Watson and his future with the Texans, but J.J. Watt has probably played his final game as the season He'll of, of, the, of his career. What? I'm watching Tony Romo take an erotic <laughs> dump right now in my mind. <laughs> So JJ Watt's probably gonna be playing. Uh the rumor is the Browns could be in play for JJ Watt oh, and perhaps a reunion with his brother on the Stillers. Now he's got one like year left one. on his seventeen and a half million dollar deal. He is not seventeen point five million dollar player anymore, so that will need to be restructured. But you know, JJ Watt is what, thirty three? 32? I think so, yeah. He's, Something he's like that. You can argue that his best days of football are behind him, but for the right price, you'd have to be a fool not to want him on your team. Well, you know what, though, Mike? Uh, we're getting to a point in age where guys are looking less at staying with one team and going somewhere where they think they can win a Super Bowl. And uh, you know what? The Cleveland Browns are on that list for a few guys of, hey, if I go there, I might be able to help put them over the top. I love it. I would like it less if he goes to the Steelers, obviously, and I'd... As soon as I saw that he was thinking about getting out of you know Houston, I thought, man, 
if he ends up with Pittsburgh, that's going to be like the worst. That's just going to completely frustrate. Well, me, so. but yeah, yes, that would be frustrating. But is he going to play quarterback for him? Uh, no, that's is he going to run the football for him? No. So he's just going to help out their tremendous defense, which is a very scary proposition. But that's yeah, funny. I understand. It's not the same JJ Watt as you know eight years ago. So that's fine. Ex-Michigan quarterback Dylan McCaffrey is transferring to Northern Colorado, where I believe Daddy is there on the uh, as the head coach. Correct yeah. at Northern Colorado. Ed, Ed is there. Yep, Ed McCaffrey. So yeah, it's uh, it's interesting that he didn't see a place for himself at Michigan. A lot of I know Michigan fans initially thought he could be a big deal there, but uh, no. Turned out, Are you turned out he wasn't? <laughs> Another everyone who sets foot in that program is a big deal until they're not. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand that they're reaching for something to hold on to. I get it. But the hype surrounding that quarterback position, and we have not seen really any results. It's really it's, it's astonishing when you think about what Jim Harbaugh was brought there to do. You, you mean develop quarterbacks and yes. make their offense hum and get it out of like the Rich Rod days and the Brady Hoke days and get it back to like what Michigan football is supposed to be. And then when he had the chance to do that, he has really done nothing, and he has fired a couple coordinators because they've not been able to do anything. It's almost like, Mike, perhaps Jim Harbaugh is not good at this, and maybe you shouldn't pay him to do it. And yet Michigan just signed up for more of that. Well, they're paying him far less, so there's that. Okay, well, still. (laughs) Hey, as an Ohio State fan, you can keep paying him as long as you want to. If you keep burning the pizza when I order pizza from your establishment, and you're like, all right, I'll take half off the price the next time you come in here. It's like, but yeah, but is it going to be burned again? Then I don't want to pay anything for it. I'd rather go find pizza somewhere else. That's where they should be with Jim Harbaugh. They should be leaving his pizzeria, Mike, but they will not. And they are taking all the hot honey with them, apparently. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> the, uh, the segment that's not a segment, yikes slash zoinks. Zoinks! He's coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the two right lanes of 71 southbound before 17th Avenue. Traffic is stop and go from North Broadway and still continues to build in this area. Please use caution as they work to get the roadway clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. Hello. 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 We have yikes slash zoinks coming zoinks? up. We have dedicated the program today to Screech Powers, a.k.a. Dustin Diamond from Saved by the Bell. He revealed a couple weeks ago he has cancer. And he died today at the age of 44. So we dedicate the program to him. We have changed the name of Yikes to Zoinks. Zoinks! And I believe we're ready to go, right? No? Yes, I'm ready. Hello? Hello? Hello. Uh, All right. Today I have a little bit of a problem with one of my favorite websites. Live Science could be Live Science. I have no idea. Uh, Here's the headline on Live Live Science. What if temperature determined a baby's sex? Well... Tickle me intrigued because, you know, that can be the case with reptiles. Sex of the offspring varies depending on how warm or cool the eggs are before hatching. So I wondered, 
are the science people saying that temperature changes around the world could actually affect a particular gender in humans? Turns out, no. Live slash live science is a feature called Imaginary Earth, where they just wonder what it would be like if impossible things could happen. I guess reporting all the actual scientific things got boring, or our last dumb boss has a new job at live slash live science. Zoinks. Zoinks? Oh, that's really stupid. Uh, my first zoinks, zoinks is going to be for Super Bowl Radio Row. Mike, I saw a picture of this today. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still going on, even though we it's are full in the of world of- in a regular year. I can't imagine who's there this year. <laughs> well, we are we are in the world of COVID. Obviously, social distancing is in place, and what it kind of looked like was just. It's a giant, you know, convention center type of ballroom that they have this in. They had a bunch of tables set up, properly spaced out. I mean, there's probably 10 or 12 feet in between each of these booths. And I just thought, imagine, you know, getting on a plane, lugging all your gear. You got to wear a mask everywhere you go. You got to set up your booth. You get to Radio Row. And now, on top of everything else, you're risking COVID just so you can get ignored by Mike Singletary as he goes on a bigger, better radio show. Zoinks. Zoinks! Teddy. Zoinks! All right, my first one is the 2021 draft. It's set to be the Rams' fifth straight draft without making a first-round selection. With the Matthew Stafford trade, their streak will reach seven straight drafts. The Rams would become the third team since the merger to not have a first-round pick in seven straight years. The only team to go more than seven straight years is the Washington football team. They went 10 straight years from 1970 to 79 without a first-round pick. Yikes. Zoinks! Or zoinks. Zoinks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Red Sox second baseman Dustin Pedroia has announced his retirement. He had a hell of his career, a hell of a career, despite being five eight and never hitting more than twenty one homers in a season. He's made over a hundred million dollars. Zoinks! Zoinks! Mm-hmm. Thank you. Won Rookie of the Year and the American League MVP. Zoinks! Zoinks! And won the World Series twice. Zoinks! Zoinks! But perhaps the biggest zoinks is how it seems he retired a long time ago. In 2018, he played three games. In 2019, he played six games. And in 2020, he didn't play at all because we learned today he had a partial knee replacement. Nice career, bad way to end it. Zoinks. Zoinks! Uh, My second zoinks. Zoinks! going to go to Bruce. Well, it's the, (laughs) I think it's going to Bruce Arians. It's just this whole situation. So a few days ago, talking about the Super Bowl, talking about some of the guys who have helped make an impact on his Buccaneers team, Bruce Arians said, quote, quote, I don't know about Gronk. I didn't know about Gronk's work ethic coming into this job. He said, it's unbelievable. So he gave this big praise about how Rob Gronkowski showed up and was really great with all the workouts they asked him to do. Well, today, Mark Daniels, who covers the Patriots, tweeted out the following anecdote. Quote, during virtual offseason workouts, Gronk had to run sprints, record them, and send them to the Bucks. So to get out of it, he'd record himself running sprints in different shirts on the same day. Then he'd send it the videos <laughs> on <Mark>. different days. <laughs> This great work ethic from Rob Gronkowski fully on display. Zoinks. Zoinks! All right, my second 
Rams? The Rams are going to stay with them. They have over $140 million tied up in just eight players. The current estimate for the 2021 NFL salary cap is $176 million. So they'll have to rework some contracts or figure out how to fill out their roster with the remaining $36 million. Zoinks! Zoinks! Uh, Paige Van Zant is a hot girl who dabbles in fighting. At least that's what it is these days. Wasn't always like that. She says she's not worried about getting her meal ticket roughed up. Here's a quote from Paige. For me, I would much rather be cut open than break my arm or break my knuckle or tear my shoulder or tear my knee. Those are all things that take a very long time to heal. Whereas a laceration, I got cut in my face in one fight. You can barely tell. And two, I heard statistically that scars make you more attractive. I don't know about you, Paige, but I love clicking on that scar tab on you porn. That's where all the hot girls live. Zoinks. Zoinks! Right behind My. stepbrother is scars. <laughs> Chicks with scars. Oh, my third zoinks. Zoinks! Gonna go to uh, Chase Elliott, Mike. He is the defending NASCAR Cup champion, and he is known among NASCAR drivers as being the best road course racer they have. So naturally, the Daytona Rolex 24, where they run for 24 straight hours, you don't have just one driver in the car. You have multiple drivers who get in these cars, and they take turns, and that's how they get through 24 hours. Well, he signed up to race with a... Uh, a team that had a lot of success. He was running with some other road racers, and he admitted he didn't have a ton of experience coming into this race. Well, he got in the car, and it turned out after his first 30 laps, he was more than a second and a half off the pace of the leaders per lap, which, you know, when you're running over 24 hours, uh, that's that's a big deficit very quickly. So he did the minimal amount of time you are required to do in the car, and then he did not do any more. So he's got a lot of learning to do if it comes to the road racing circuit. Zoinks. Zoinks! All right, my last... More Rams? <laughs> I'm done Let's with the go. Rams. go. Three for three with the Rams. <laughs> I didn't have anything else. I looked, actually. But uh, on Saturday night in the NHL, we had three of the biggest stars. They did something unique within a matter of minutes. At 9.35 p.m., Sidney Crosby, he scored the game-winning overtime goal for the Penguins. Just one minute later, Ovechkin, he scored the game-winning goal for an overtime for the Capitals. And then just about 10 minutes later, Connor McDavid, he did the same thing for Edmonton, had the game-winning overtime goal. That gets a zoinks from me. And then Rimmer exploded out of his pants. <laughs> oh, Connor! <laughs> You're better than Gretzky. I love you. He's a big fan. Speaking big of fan. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, you brought this up in your Zoinks. Yes. Zoinks! Remember last year, you know, Rob was retired. He was hosting WrestleMania. Remember that? When they, I, I, they yeah. had the two-night WrestleMania. And the story was that he was such a goober that he would delay the production schedule and all the other wrestlers hated him. There was a spot where he was up on a balcony, and I guess they wanted him to fall backwards into the arms of waiting burly men out, out, down on the ground. And he didn't want to do it because he thought it was unsafe. And all the production people are like, hey, man, it's safe, it's safe. Now, in fairness, in fairness to Gronk, we have heard WWE say something was safe, and then like a wrestler <laughs> falls to his death, okay? So right. yeah. that has happened, but... You're talking about falling one flight down from a balcony. You've got guys waiting to catch you. The production was delayed by hours 
trying to convince him to do it. Eventually, Vince McMahon, who's now in his 70s, says, all right, now you're going to watch me do it to prove that it's safe. And he went up there, fell off the balcony, guys caught him, and that was the only thing that thing that got Gronk to do the stunt, was seeing old man Vince McMahon do it first. And then when Vince McMahon went back to show Rob the videotape to show, hey, this is how it's done, he said, look at me. So vascular. <laughs> Never seen a 73-year-old man like that. Never. I would like to point out that that is a total Vince for people who don't know anything about him other than that he is like the old guy who owns the WWE. That is a complete Vince McMahon move is to say we can't convince a wrestler to do something. Why don't I just do it? I'm like, show no, you how it's done, pal. Vince, there's probably other ways we could convince him. It's like no, no, I I need to take my shirt off and pump in front of people. They well, need to see what took, I've got going on. No, he off, did. He but... took his shirt off and he was like flexing. I'm I guarantee you he did all of that. And then he flipped off the balcony and was fine. One, and two, we got him. No, he didn't get him. He didn't get him. <laughs> did, any, did Teddy, did you watch the Rumble last night? I did watch the Rumble, yes. Did Where they have it? one of their big young guys win it? Who won? <laughs> you know who <laughs> you won. You know who won. <laughs> it was Edge. Yes. <laughs> What's he, 50? He's 47. Very young, forty-seven. Well, hey, at least Christian got up back out there with him, so that was good. They got to, you know, got yeah. to reunite Peeps those are two out again. there. Yeah, Peeps, sure, Peeps, Coach. Uh, back page coming up next. <laughs> Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for a serious accident on 71 southbound at 670. Traffic is stop and go in that area. And an accident still blocking the two right lanes of 71 southbound before 17th Avenue. Traffic is still slow from North Broadway. This traffic report is sponsored by Wendy's Breakfast 2 for 4. Have you ever been wronged by bad breakfast? Get the breakfast you, you deserve with Wendy's Breakfast 2 for 4. Pick two fresh breakfast sandwiches for just 4 bucks, Like their honey butter chicken biscuit, classic sausage egg and cheese, or classic bacon egg and cheese. At participating Wendy's for a limited time, single item at regular price. Only an array with fan traffic. Buckeye Roundtable coming up at the top of the hour. Your host of Buckeye Roundtable, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. You guys, man and bone, happy Monday. Can't believe Screech is gone. I know. It's ruined my whole day. Screech is gone and we're never going to get that true reunion show that we've all been waiting for. Right, Jimmy Fallon went and did the little deal without him, and he was all upset. Then he's on mm-hmm. Entertainment Tonight with Slater. What? When was the last time you watched any of the show, either of you guys? Saved by the Bell? Oh. Uh, not yeah. too long ago. It was a couple weeks ago. I was flipping through, and I caught one regular episode, and then I caught a college years. And I remember thinking when I was watching the college years, I can't believe men with jobs put this on primetime television because it was so bad. <laughs> And I don't remember it being that bad, but again, I was 12 years old or something when that show was on. Yeah, I honestly you don't rem- think I've seen it since high school, Timmy. So I, I would wow. be, I'm, I'm expecting it's, it's pretty bad compared it's to terrible. what I thought it it's was. It's bad. Yeah. You know, Screech, I hate to say it today, that, that now that Dustin Diamond passes away, but Screech's character to me was what made the show. Like, I loved the show in spite of Screech. I thought he was somewhat normal. And you'll you. see TV the shows do this. died today. Yeah, he I know. died today, and you're like, I gotta tell you, that show would have been a lot better if he weren't on it. <laughs> well, Back to you. We're to, we're yeah, that is, that is maybe show. not the time to bring that up. I don't know. 
We're I would say replace, replace Screech with Bob Golick. Back to you. <laughs> you were I like saying... It. I like it. you have no chill on this, Tim. You're just like, yeah, so anyway, the guy who just died sucked. No, Terrible no, no. You, Actually, you, you know what? That's what I respect about Timmy. I do. Yeah, I know. I'm just that's pointing it out. That's that's it's definitely so coincidental Tim. because we just started watching this show up out of nowhere. They show it on like IFC, one of yeah, those channels. Yeah. And a month ago, we started watching this, and Sarah and I were sitting down and enjoying it just because it's a blast of the past from our childhood. And it was it was holding up. Like again, like it wasn't that bad. I didn't think it was unwatchable, like you were saying. But it's just funny how. The directors and the producers could give a crap about some things. Remember the episode where the gang films them at the swimming pool and puts them in the calendar for the school yes, store? Yes. Remember it that was, one? Yeah, Zach films the girls. Right. He sends Screech in there. Video calendar. Right. He sends Screech in there with the scuba gear. But yet, the girls are doing poses and looking straight into the camera, mm -hmm. but they're secretly shot. But the show, oh, they don't care. Just just run with it. That idea, no one's going to catch that. Print it. Take it to post-production and let's go. Things like that with the old sitcoms of the 90s are kind of what I appreciate. They're like, ah, oh, that's not an important detail. Just go with it. But I loved Saved. It was the story of my, ch the, the well, show I, of my I, childhood. I loved it, too, when I was growing up. And I, of course, had the thing for Kelly Kapowski and... I was devastated when, you know, she dumped Zach to be with Jeff, the older guy from the Max. Oh, my God. You know, her manager at the Max. Well, there's his Me Too movement. It's like, you want some of your tips? <laughs> Date me. Yeah, it's not good. It's definitely, yeah, it's definitely not aged well. But then again, you know what? So did a lot of things from the 90s, like not aging well right now. So that's, that's no, probably No, I, I understand that. By the way... I don't think I know that television networks really have no affiliation with anything anymore. Like TLC is called TLC because it was called the Learning Channel. Sure, you're not learning about anything on TLC mm -hmm. now except watching freak shows. And I know VH1 and MTV they don't. But like the Independent Film Channel, if you were going to tell the founders of that network that 20 years in the future you're just going to have bad Saved by the Bell <laughs> reruns on IFC, they'd probably <laughs> kill themselves. Right. That was definitely not the intent of that channel at all. I remember watching it when I was like in high school and you would always find like these like foreign language films or like stuff that was shown in art houses that was always like, is, are they going to let someone be naked on this that's, channel? And that's, they, I was going to say, that's the only reason why you would turn it on, <laughs> is right. to look for booby. It was like, they, I think she's about to get naked. And then, no, there would be no nudity. Or then it would be suddenly. And you're like, wait, this is on cable. How's sometimes this at night, sometimes late uh -huh. at night, they would let the nudity go. Uh-huh. That's a, a, Yes, I don't know how and we now, all know tonight, this, but we do. all nude Lark Voorhees nope. all the time on nope, IFC. That's not, that's not what they're oh, doing. Oh, man. No, it's not. Lisa Turtle. Hey, have you guys ever had another cast member besides Dennis Haskins on the show? Did that ever happen? No, no. just him. Just <laughs> one, him. One was enough. Well, Tori Spelling was our intern that one summer. Yeah, that no. That's we've never <laughs> had anybody other Timmy, than Timmy, you're Tori Spelling, Vic, is that Violet Bickerstaff? I was going to say, what was Screech's her name of the girlfriend? show? You got it, Violet Bickerstaff. <laughs> That's right. Her and Screech did the nasty. Oh, man. Did you ever uh, read any chapters of that book? There's a lot going on there. So he no, says. I didn't read it because I just assumed it was all made up. The the Screech book. 
Well, sure, I'm sure it is. I'm sure 50% of it is made up, but... But you know what? There's something I mean, I just read the Cliff Notes edition. Right, There's something right. fun about opting in and believing, like, even if it is a little bit made up, well, let's just believe it's true. There, it's fine. There was a story about how Dustin Diamond would just walk around Disneyland until women would recognize him. Mm. <laughs> Very good. And then he would, you know, have a nice night with Of course he women. would. They What's were, coming up on Buckeye Roundtable tonight, Timmy? A lot coming on, stacked show. Paul Keels is talking basketball in the first segment. We'll get some highlights from the Holtman. Jake Ballard will talk about the Buckeyes and his trip to the Super Bowl in the past. Kevin McGuff, Steve Rollick, and on the trail with Jeremy Birmingham. All right, big show tonight. Back page, let's do it. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Boner! Well, man, there was a teen interning at NASA last year, actually summer 2019, 17-year-old high school student named Wolf Kukier, who was uh, there at NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center, was looking over some satellite data and said, there's a blip on here. Has anybody noticed this before? And they said, yeah, whatever, kid. Then they looked at it and said, actually, that we've never seen that. It was a previously unknown planet. They have now published what they know about this planet called TOI 1338b. It's over 1,300 light years away. But this intern, 17 years old, found this blip, and now they have yeah. confirmed it is, in fact, in a, a planet outside of our solar system about seven times larger than Earth. So there you go. Good for that guy. Interesting. Uh, Buckeye Roundtable's coming up next. Timmy Hall takes you through the evening. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident still blocking the left lane of 71 southbound at 670. Traffic is still bumper to bumper from Hudson Street and still continues to build. Plan on some heavy backups for at least another half an hour. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald. Bald, bald. Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost twenty years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well it's funny because we were watching last night I had the NBA games on and uh ESPN I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, You're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know coconut with a hulu skirt on it like 
No, I'm not going to do you that. You need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, you I... You can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, Thanks. you would. I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What am I now. supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, there are other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have like shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing. That's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying I, I think you're people saying would get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it, even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down. Then is it okay where it is now? Because oh, I just it's fine want, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. Like every other fat. Soccer loving yes, guy. Good. Right I, don't, I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us care, heating and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 